0: Hello, welcome to The Honest Wargamer, I'm your host Rob, welcome to the Age of Sigma Monday show, we're back, Nathan, we're back in the house, how you feeling? Uh, I'm joined by Nathan and James, no Dan today, he's still getting his ass washed, um, <laughs> which is actually what's happening, uh, he's working for, uh, he actually, we can't disclose who he's working for, so that's genuinely true. Hello everyone, welcome to the show. Uh, Nathan, James, how are you both?
1: Yeah, super good. I was just getting distracted by uh, Nathan's charming smile.
0: Me too, Nathan. How are you? I think he's muted himself. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. I was like, "There's something gone wrong." I've also deleted my background somehow. So I like go... your background. Yeah, deleted it. It's, it's not. Oh no, you can... you've seen a different background. You can see the green screen.
1: Yeah, uh, I can see both, but on the stream because I have the stream open to. For occasional parts.
0: Testing, testing
2: the- one, two, three.
1: Yes, Nathan is don't do that for the podcast,
0: bros. Don't go
3: don't
0: go, <laughs> right, okay. I I'm gonna sort is this, this out while we crack on. Um hello everyone, welcome to the show. Look at all the wonderful people who've joined us live. Stucky note, uh Grimgar, Colonel Cabbage, Scrivo, Speckles, good evening, Scott B. Uh where is Dan? That's a great question. Can we all find out where Dan is? Uh, I know where he is, um, but he doesn't want anyone to. <laughs> Nathan, could you let us know where you think he might be?
2: Where do I think Dan is?
0: Yeah. All do right, you know? Well, have you read the WhatsApp chat, or have you no, no idea? I've got no idea where he is. <laughs> <laughs> you would love where he is.
2: Like you would really, really? love where he is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, have oh, a guess. Okay. Have a guess where you think he might be. Uh, he is. On top of a mountain. Is Is he on top of a mountain? That is so a
0: Bushman's answer, isn't it? Like, where is someone that probably like on a safari up a mountain or fucking whatever, like, I I don't know what Zimbabweans do, building a wigwam. What did you used to do as a child? (laughs) Yeah,
2: (laughs) I built built loads of wigwams, (laughs) no, no wigwams. Uh, What did I used to do as a child? So many things. Weren't you, really,
0: weren't you really were you really into birdwatching with the the bushmen?
2: Yeah, yep. I was uh, I was out every weekend birdwatching or fishing. I was well into my birdwatching and my fishing.
0: Uh, not that it's relevant to Age Sigma or this entire show, but I now need to know what was the best fish you ever
2: caught. Uh, I reckon I caught a, a largemouth bass, which was quite fun. Uh, it was like the last throw of the lure as i was leaving that night and then it was probably the biggest one i've ever caught as about because i used to go bass fishing affair but uh they had american bass that they had imported there and uh yeah the, the i used to go fishing with my mate from school and his dad was so pissed off that i'd hooked this fish just as he was loading the car and then he had to wait fucking 10-15 minutes whilst i uh got around to landing the thing
0: Wow. Wow. There you go. It was it was your bass attempt. Oh, it didn't work close enough. That All was right. good. <laughs> James! Right, hello everyone, welcome to the show. Uh, just if you're listening you're like, what the hell is this show gonna be about? Is it gonna be about bass fishing? It's one hundred percent about only bass fishing, nothing else. <laughs> welcome to the new Monday show. We're doing no other content. Uh, <laughs> we are today we are gonna be talking about Zinch war scrolls. It's a little bit more complicated than that. I'll get into it in the, in the future, like when we get to that bit in the show. Uh, but basically, we're going to look at um, Age Sigma lists, or I'm going to talk about archetypal units that you see in a list. And every week, we're going to do a new army. So like this week, we're going to be looking at the war scrolls you most often see in Zeech. And instead of just saying they're good, we're going to say why they're good, what things happen. We're going to have a talk about it. Nathan will get to emotionally react to the points. It's going to be a great time. We're going to talk about Bellacore, of course, in a minute. But James, catch us up. How have you been? What's going on? Did you see that they're bringing out a new Lumineth book?
1: Uh, yeah, did see that they're bringing out a new Lumineth book. <laughs> I think we discussed that like in 1992 when they brought out the White Lion Chariot. <laughs> yeah, we
0: did. How have you been? Um, What've you been up to? Uh,
1: not a lot. Still, still in the house. Uh, new job means I have left the house a little bit more. So I actually went and worked in an office for three weeks last week. That was really weird.
2: On one three day, weeks in one week. That's great. Three
1: days. Three days.
3: <laughs> went, <laughs> three really days.
1: Really time. Um, and then, yeah, one of the days I met 50 people.
2: <gasps> what? That was a, yeah, that was an interesting experience. <laughs> oh, a fucking slut. That's great. 50 well done. people.
1: Yeah, about 50 people. The building's huge. And I was wandering around. And so one of the rooms we went into, um, went into a room, and uh, th- it was so big that there was like eight people in one room. And my new manager was like, oh, this is really useful. There's a bunch of people. Introduce me to them all. And the whole time he was telling me people's names, I was thinking, I haven't seen this many people in a room in like <laughs> a year. And so by the time he'd finished introducing them all, I couldn't remember anyone's name. But I did meet lots of people.
0: <laughs> and that's actually a very similar story to my life, actually. So you know that when they tell you, when you're doing a presentation to picture everyone naked? Yep. <laughs> so when, it, so whenever I'm doing a stream, like, people jump in the chat like Asteroid TV, Tom Whitbrook, Gnomesbane, Stu Flynn, Jog BLC. They jump in a room, and then I picture all of them in the room with me naked. And then it just chills me out. And I'm just like, so the more people who join the stream the more the more i the more i imagine it it gets really cramped after a certain amount of people so i mean, like be like we don't like to do more than 300 viewers at a time otherwise i'm picturing all sorts so uh, have like you
1: ever have you ever played the pc game mount your friends <laughs> i have not <laughs> okay that's what i imagine your life is like when you're streaming now <laughs> so later i want you to find that game it's on steam <laughs> Uh, Like everyone, every
0: single person in the chat is like, I'm currently naked, like all of them, every single one.
1: (laughs) Maybe we should just have a show with like 500 cameras on.
0: (laughs) One Skype call, 500 people. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Okay. Uh, uh, Nathan, how are you? What's been going on?
2: Uh, I'm all right. Um, Yeah. All good. Keeping busy at work. And... Uh, not really done much hobby, really. I've painted a bit more of the big fella's rags, so getting there with that. Uh, what other for, hobby for people, for
0: people listening at home who can't see? He's describing a mega gargant who, at this stage, is now just called Big
2: Fella. Is that his name? Yeah, that'll do for now. Big Fella, <laughs> nice and imaginative. That's me. Uh, yeah.
0: And how what percentage are you have you painted him up to? You have paused, so I'm worried that.
2: <laughs> can you see me you can see you now, Bob. Now? Yeah.
1: Oh well, well, can oh, we just now? guess a percentage?
2: Mark oh. is Fifty
1: two point. Oh <laughs> It's fifty two point something.
0: I sometimes okay. think, why doesn't this show get thousands of viewers? And the answer is, I know the answer. Like <laughs> Right, okay. Right, let's go. We'll just slow it down. Twitch chat, don't worry. Yeah, the tension is so real. <laughs> Everyone <Remember> in the chat <laughs> he's on TED Hooks about one percentage Nathan's Nathan, Spre- Nathan you are back, baby? Hello. Hi, how you doing? I'm doing well, how are you? A lot of excitement. Could you could you please tell me what percentage your mega gargant is painted?
2: Uh, fifty-two point three percent. We did it, boys. We did it. There we go.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait for next week for it to be somehow forty-seven point six percent. Nathan, how have you been? You've been doing any Sigma apart from painting up the big fella?
2: Uh, the only other thing I've done is argue with people on the internet about Carajon Overrules, over, Overlord Rules. Overrules? Overrules, yeah. Overrules. Right. So, yeah, like, there's been
0: a lot of arguing on the internet over the past couple of days about rules. Uh, so very excited. to Talk to us about the nitty-gritty, because I saw you do over three tweets, and I thought, whew, that, is, that mechanical keypad on that Nokia 32 or whatever is having a rough time. Uh yeah. well- <laughs> What? What? What's what, James? I'm laughing at your face. Laughing. Bring it on. What's the? Uh, what's, what's the? Talk on? to us about. Talk to us about the rule. What's the situation?
2: Break it down for us. Uh, can I be a dick with my caradron? No. Gonna need more context. Uh, uh, the people were saying, "Can you get out of your boat after your?" Um, Using the Special Battalion, after it's flown high in the preceding... Um, what's it called? Hero phase. If it's used, uh, it's funny, there's always a Breeze rule from Barrack Zifflin. Uh, my okay. understanding is you can't, but some other people were saying that no, you can.
0: Okay, so we had yeah. it on the stream. So we obviously streamed the game, a tournament over the weekend. We had it on the stream I, where where the the player got all three so i think it was Trumdor who who's playing them uh, got his units out of his frigates after they'd moved
2: oh uh, yeah yeah so uh because if, if it's in uh in the formation they can get out after they've moved but uh i would but i would say if if the boat has flown high at any point then they won't be able to get out even if they've, if, even if they've flown high in the hero phase.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. But is it, is that's it, just there, my is my
2: understanding from the FAQs and the thing.
0: Is but. it that there's not a general consensus?
2: Like, no. uh, there is, okay. There's All no right. general consensus and about it anything, could be, there's no, you could argue it either way, but yeah.
0: Okay. All right, good. And the so I imagine the Twitter conversation went really well, and you all resolved it. And there was and someone was like, "That's definitely the answer."
2: All right. Well, yeah. You know, the last tweets I saw, everybody was like, "So we're in consensus," and everybody was like, "Yeah." So I don't know what consensus we're all in, but yeah, we're in consensus.
0: Okay. That's good to hear. I'm pleased. Yeah. Okay. Alright, please. Oh, That's actually gone way better than I <laughs> thought. I actually, yeah. based on everything you've told me, still don't understand the situation. But Pete's written in the chat, it's nothing to do with the special battalion. It's just the natural rules. The Zilfin hero phase move boat can do it, as in disembark some Arconauts after it's done it. The other boats that fly high in the movement phase, those boats can't disembark some lads. Is that consensus, Nathan?
2: Oh, I don't think they can do it if... If they've flown high in the... The Barak guys can't do it either. So, that's my opinion, yeah.
0: Okay, alright, okay. Then, fucking crack on, Caradron Overlords. (laughs) To be honest, I think you're all dicks anyway. So, whatever. Like, do what you like. Like... (laughs) Okay, good, good, good. Uh, uh, James, have you been okay? What have you been up to? Done anything fun? Any Warhammer Uh, at all?
1: Not not really. Uh, So, I have reassembled a bunch of armies to work out what I'm doing. Uh, me and Nathan just before we started, we're kind of debating obviously. We're starting to see uh, events put dates in the calendar. Yep. So I suddenly realised that I painted most of that Skaven army but not all of it.
0: <laughs> That's the worry.
1: So, so now, the worry. now I need to finish that army because it's a very good like... So the whole army has been written. Much to... Your displeasure, I'm sure, Rob, that it probably won't win many games, but will be very easy to kind of sit, have a chat, roll some dice and have a nice day.
0: How dare you? We're a narrative channel. That's all I'm actually here for. I'll have you
1: know. But I also realised because there is some bells in it that there's various things the bell does. So like when you roll. So what I thought is, do I need to buy like eight different types of bell? Correct. And have one for like each thing. And that'll be it. So yeah, might do you
0: that. do. You do. And they need to have a number written on them. So like you have like, you know, like a like a set of bells that like like yeah. getting progressively larger and you write them. And so like one is like, <laughs> like 10, like Teddy's is like, Dong! yeah, <laughs> super into that. Yeah. Uh, good. Uh, someone's asked what's the list, but it doesn't really matter because James has written it. So it will be terrible. And that's the good part about it. Yeah.
1: That's me. <laughs> James what's oh, in the hi-o! list Go on tell us what's in the list <laughs> It's basically just some bells and some clam rats Perfect Perfect uh, Not so thought it... by... Go on. Oh, It's it's three bells uh, Three squads of 40 clam rats Three ratling guns uh, A warlock bombardier And two big uh, Warpstone cannon things Okay. Oh. What line of invo- cannons? That's it. Yeah, that's the one. Okay. okay. Well, maybe
0: next week we could look at the competitive Skaven stuff for you. Sure. Okay.
1: Probably not going <laughs> to change it, but yeah. <laughs> if, I roll a, if I roll a twelve, it's good fun.
0: All right. Right. So let's move on to news. Let's move on to news, shall we? Uh, and let's the hot topic before anyone like screams anymore. They've announced a Be- They've shown a Bellacore model, a brand new big Bellacore, and Broken Who? Realms. Bellacore, B-L-A-Core, Swellacore, I've heard someone call him, Biglicore, uh is another one I've already seen, a um, uh, lot of people loving this model, Nathan, first off, what do you think of Big Baby Bellacore?
2: He's got a suitable amount of chains and rings, mm-hmm. I don't know how he can fly with them, but I mean, I guess it's magic, so yeah, yeah, I mean, it looks like a big demon guy, so I guess it does what it says on the tin
0: it does yeah nailed it nailed it Uh, James what are your feelings on this twitch chat what are your feelings
1: yeah it's pretty cool it's cool I think it'll be interesting to see obviously like at the minute he's quite a big staple in people's slaves to darkness armies isn't he Mm -hmm. Um, and obviously at the minute he's on a tiny little base and he's a tiny little guy uh, and he's definitely now not a tiny little base or a tiny little guy So it'll be interesting to see what they do with his rules, his points, how he works, because they think it will have a lot of effect on uh, people's lists. So I think that's probably more exciting than than the model to me. So, okay. All right.
0: That's fair. So we've got loads of things to unpack about this. Number one, uh, let's talk about the Broken Realms book before we talk about the model. Broken Realms Mm. Bellacore has been announced. It's very rare that we get to know that there's another book. We're coming dangerously close to having a roadmap for Age of Sigmar dangerously close this is very similar to when you get lost in a city and then you ask a guy out the window and you're like excuse me mate do you know where this thing is and he's just like yeah this way left right left right left right left it's almost that good as directions we're like very close to knowing what the hell's going on um but it's a bit weird that we've got an announcement of broken realms Corps before we've even had the opportunity to get broken realms tech list right yeah 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 yeah
1: but i think i think it's in that weird thing isn't it i know like we talked about it last week where they kind of said um oh we're doing this this is the plan this is what our roadmap like well not our roadmap oh we had a roadmap it's been changed yeah you don't know it but we had one and now it's different
0: yeah, well, I, I'm actually very, like, narratively, for Techless, like, whatever. Like, just get, if we get the Techless book out of the way, I'll read it. It's like eating my vegetables before I get to the meaty goodness as a vegetarian. I'm obviously saying this the meaty goodness of my corn sausage that is Belacore. Like, I'm very. <laughs> <laughs> Bellacoy
2: big vegetarian sausage.
0: But it's gonna be so cool. Like it's Bellacor, man. He's gonna have like he's been gonna be up to some shenanigans. He'll have like been like directing some like chaos dudes, do some (laughs) chaosy things. Like he'll be like getting all the demons together and they'll be like, should we help the mortals out? And they'll be like, no, screw the mortals. We're made of magic, let's go. Pixie power, and off they'll be going, like doing magical demon stuff, throwing sparklers everywhere. Very excited for Bellacor, like inclusion. I think it's gonna be very good. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm like really excited about Bellacore. I think that's going to be cool. There are loads of questions as, as rules wise. I want to talk about that in a minute. Um, but let's come back to the model. Okay. So I try to be like number one, it's a better Bellacore model than the Bellacore we already had, right? Super good. Yep. Thumbs. Yep. Thumbs. Um, the chains and everything else. I just going to say, like, outright, that I don't really like the style. I'm trying to understand how to say this without someone being like, you used be negative, Rob. So I've given it some examples on the screen. Get ready. Um, I don't like the style of the head and the torso. Generally, it feels like it's very blocky as opposed to organic.
1: Am I making any sense? He's from the 1970s. He's all about hard lines. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like That's just what I think.
0: That's what i think i just want to show you like a comparison because uh uh our friend vincy v uh that's what i call him nowadays old vincy v so he painted up the arch villain demon prince that james i know that you've printed out and i've printed out yeah uh so he's printed that out um he's painted that out i feel like that that's more organic if that makes sense and maybe it's the fact that i've been looking at this demon prince for a while yeah So the Demon Prince by Archvillain, so this is the one that I'm showing on the screen now, like, I think it looks great, Um, and I just, I look at the Bellacore model, and I'm like, it just looks very, it looks very inorganic, if that makes sense, like super blocky, Um, and that's that's my, like, I'm not trying to say it's a horrible model in any way, I think it's obviously a very nice model, I just don't know if it's like the best Demon Prince model I've seen this year so far, is all I'm trying to get at. Does that make sense? James, have you seen the difference between the two?
1: Yeah. yeah I think I think like I looked at this earlier and I feel like almost what they've done because I think it looks cool and I think with a cool paint job it'll it'll be a really wicked model to see on the table but I think almost what they've done is tried to take I, and I can't remember when that old model's from but like they've basically made that little metal to or fine cast model big haven't they like he's kind of doing the same pose. He's kind of got like the same body structure. The old one was quite angular, this one's quite angular.
0: And the demon princes that they do it uh, angular as well. It could be, it could 100% be the paint scheme, I'm willing to admit that, and I'm not enough of a good painter to understand if it's the paint scheme that's making it look more blocky. Than, than you normally see it as, right? Like, and obviously they know how to do organics really well. Like the squigs are really rounded and and very organic. And I know this is a bit of a deep dive on like a model reveal, and I think it looks really pretty. And like the people will be able to do some really cool stuff with it. I love the sword. There's no, I'm not criticizing it. I'm just saying like my, on my personal thing, I looked at it and I thought, oh, the head's a bit like meh. Do you know what I mean? Like that's how I felt. Again, having looked at this model very recently from Vince. So do you reckon with a
2: head head swap it would? Do you reckon with a head swap that would fix that? Or do you think it's like the whole body is too... It's the it's the,
0: it's the torso not... and the legs, right? The legs are like huge and chonky and the body's quite small. And then the head's even smaller versus... I don't know. Like, I'm, again, trying very hard not to... Like, I'm not like saying it's terrible. I'm just saying like, you know, like... And it looks cool. It's a better Demon Prince. I'm going to use the other Demon Prince, uh, the arch-villain one as Belakor. And if anyone's got a problem with it, I'll be like, lol, <laughs> you, you sound like a nerd. That's what I'll say to them. I'll say it right to their face Yeah, as I flip them off and I walk out and buy myself some frazzles. That's what I'll say. Yeah. <laughs> frazzles.
2: Keep them frazzles down here, boy. <laughs> uh,
0: right. So, uh, I love him and I'll fight you over your negativity. It's not negativity. It's constructive analysis. That's what it is. I'm not saying it's terrible. I'm saying it's really nice. The base is cool. That's fine.
1: Um, it's interesting, whatever. isn't it? Because loads of people are now saying that they think the paint job on the 40k one is better. The four- Yeah, yeah.
0: I actually thought that. The paint job on the 40k one is better. Yeah, 100%. I would, Or it's different, at
1: least. Yeah, I'd agree with that. He's jazzed up more, too, I think. The 40k one looks jazzier. Yeah, But it might, be, it might be that Primaris Lieutenant on the base. It might just be the love. It might be because he's in spes.
0: I uh, love. <laughs> even, even though I tried to bring examples of other things that I liked in preference, apparently I'm still being a Marty bitch. Fine. It looks brilliant. Take it, you bunch of pricks. Yeah, it looks brilliant, of course. That'll be my entire... Oh, he's got a sword that's on fire. It's amazing. How could I ever say anything different? Oh, has oh, he got apparently. horns? No, it, don't worry. He's got horns, James. It's perfect in every way. In every shape, of... it's got claws. Stop me now! I can't believe how good it is.
1: To be Please. fair, he's he's not corn, right? Is he in corn? What? <laughs> is, it, it, is he in corn? He's not just corn, is
0: it? He's he's perfect in all ways. He's absolutely brilliant. I can't wait for the next model to come out, which will also be <laughs> perfect. I'm so glad we've had this conversation. Uh, my my convo is actually next. If you guys are interested. Uh, uh, i don't think i'm interested anymore in, in any talks is uh, talking about pelicor's actual rules so he's obviously got beefier let's look at his current rules because he's right now one of the best picks in age of sigmar he's one of the best allies you can choose he's one of the best units you can choose in age of sigmar he's like 11 out of 10 they he do they describe him as they he i'm not sure on his pronouns i need to check um but like really really good his current rules are 12 inch move, 8 wounds with a 4 up save. Yeah. Uh, and he's like ethereal, so that 4 up save is unrendable, which is really really good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, perfect rules. Bellacore is like flawless. From rules perspective, Bellacore is like Mucho's French kiss, if you want. Um,
1: <laughs> what are you laughing at, James and Nathan? Go on.
0: Go
3: on yeah, French
2: French kissing that beautiful Bellacore. That's great. Yeah.
1: I was laughing at K-Dread in the chat, who was just like, I'm going to get the old model and put it on a big base. Yeah, man. Because I also like the fact they're still selling that old model today. They've released the new one. Still on sale. Yeah, yeah. It's...
0: uh... (laughs) As Games Workshop said on the base, it's perfect. Thanks to you, Flynn. Agreed. Of course. That's how we analyse things now. His rules are perfect. We should just move on. Never look. Uh, Right, anyway... He's bigger, but let, that doesn't matter. Let's talk about it now. He's got eight wounds with a four-up save, and he's got—he's a two-cast wizard and unbinds two spells. Very, very good. Um, he's somewhere between the casting value of uh, of an Arc Regent um, and uh, like uh, who else is a two-cast wizard? Tree Lord Ancient, like Tree Lord Ancient. No, that's one-cast wizard. Even though it's big. Hold on, James. Can you think of other two-cast wizards?
1: Screaming Bell.
2: Scraggrot the Loon King,
0: perfect, perfect. Two cast wizards, absolutely in there. Not uh, a two-year an
1: though. Enchantress and unicorn. Oh dear gods! Please
0: don't bring up legends. <laughs> oh
1: my god.
0: <laughs> Fairme <laughs> Lord is a two-cast wizard. I was mainly going to go down some sort of gag where I brought up loads of of like really innocuous things that for some reason were two-cast wizards, but I didn't. I, I couldn't. I didn't have the brain power to do it. Anyway, and he's got an amazing spell. Cast on a six, you pick an enemy unit with an eighteen inches. You get plus one to wound against it, which is wicked. Really great spell. Like really, really good. So like, he's great, uh, and that's great. He's got shadow form, which is the. Um uh, ignores ethereal and then he's got lord of torment and if an enemy unit fails a battle shock test while it's within 10 inches he heal up to d3 wounds allocated to this model which is pretty cool so he can heal as well right on that eight wounds but i guess the reason that he's so important in competitive age of sigma or as we like to call it now narrative age of sigma um is the dart master rule which is after setup is completely complete but before the first battle round begins secretly pick one enemy unit on the battlefield once per battle, at the start of the enemy hero phase, you can reveal which unit you picked. Until your next hero phase, your opponent must roll a dice each time the unit attempts to cast a spell, move, charge, or attack with any weapons it's armed with. On a five plus, you can do it, but on a one to four, you can't. It's so, so good. We saw it used to incredible effect in the first game. Uh, this weekend uh, of the live coverage, Battle of Copenhagen, we just had uh, a cow mountain man. Uh, do nothing for two whole turns because it lasts from uh until your next so it's it starts at your enemy's hero phase until your next hero phase. So if they have a double, then they could have a unit do almost nothing for two turns. Now that unit, so some specifications. That unit has to be on the board and your and Belicor has to be on the board, but even if Bellacor's slain before you use it, you can still get to use it. It's really good. Really good. Have you ever played against it, Nath?
2: Uh not in that form, I did play against it once when you had to roll a five up was it to do anything or yeah it's that that's the rule isn't it yeah I yeah. played against it once yeah it was was all right I don't mind I mean I don't think it's the most fun rule, but it's all right um, it's it wasn't that bad I guess it's just for a turn, but
0: it's yeah. so good though if you're playing with it it's so useful it's so oh, useful yeah. Cause, yeah that's a cause...
2: proper threat. And uh, especially as the game's only five turns long, so, yeah. And not all of those turns get played, so, yeah, pretty good. It's true. They really don't. <laughs> <laughs>
0: they really don't. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's really, really useful. Like, it's used to, like, stop things like Archeon builds. That's a thing. Uh, Hearthguard Berserker blocks. Um, hmm. Like, a whole bunch of stuff, like, that's really scary. Uh, or, or even just some sort of key piece in the right situation. Um, it's just very very good uh, so what do we think that the upgraded version of this is going to look like um, Like, so Lord of Change currently is at 14 wounds, do you think we might see a 14 wound Balakor uh, with a 4 up Ethereal save I feel, well I feel they do that. seem
2: to be ge- giving everything a lot more wounds, uh, yeah and he's a big, a much bigger boy so you'd expect him to have a lot more wounds
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah me yeah. too I think that I think that. His sword, the Blade of Shadow, six attacks, threes and threes, rend one, two damage. So he's pretty beefy in a fight as well. I actually expect his damage to go up a little bit as well. I'm expecting a bit of rend two, damage three. Uh, But we'll see. Because he's got a beefier sword at the end of the day, but you never know. Um, It might just be like a mega gargant. He might have 18 attacks, fours and twos, rend one, one damage. Who knows how it's going to go. It could go anyway. Um, Depends how fast
1: he's swinging his arm.
0: (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> uh, four, 14 wounds i can definitely see that i think it, he's definitely going to keep the shadow form rule i think he's still going to keep the dark master rule as well i think we're going to see that hawker in the chat isn't a fan he thinks that needs to be changed a little bit wargaming dad has suggested it goes to a six maybe what do you guys think
2: Well, no uh if it was a six it should be a four up or something like that or it should 52%. just get chucked in the bin <laughs> give them a, a fun <laughs> rule it's a bit of a boring rule
0: also i think one of the important points i think saw put in the chat is you're going to want to keep him below 400 points because you're going to want to include him in other armies yeah i think is like i think that's really fun uh i like so is it a negative play experience it's an interesting piece like ultimately i wouldn't want many armies or units to have this but do I like that it exists in the game? I think I do. I think I do. Like, I think that it's a good, interesting piece, and it's a nice counterpoint to, like, large Death Star bricks or mega pieces, I think, in the game. Uh, James, do you, like, what do you think? Do you think this should be in there? Do you think it would be negative to play against? Yeah,
1: I, I, no, I think, I think there's certain rules in the game, like Marathi's, like this one, um, almost like Techlist, just choosing what he casts on. And how many he casts. Like I think there's certain rules. To those certain big character models. That have like a huge cost. That just add like an interesting point to the game. Like. Generally speaking you're paying. An absolute ton of points. When they do it. I think there's some interesting things to it. I think like this one's interesting. That if you kill him. He still gets to do it. Like maybe that shouldn't be in there. Because. It it basically means you're like oh, oh like it makes him more of a target, um, but I also think it'll be really interesting because I think they could change that and make him beefier, because I also think at the minute he's like I, I can't think how many points he is. Do we know how many points he is?
0: You're gonna you're gonna hate when you find this out. I can't wait. Let's just Nathan. Do
2: you know how many points Bellicor is? No, Barbieri's probably too cheap. Uh, where's... Thing. Where's <laughs> the computer machine that I've tells you it. the answers? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> there we go. Do
0: you guys know how many points he is now?
1: Yeah. So I think like at, at no. T-
2: tell me. He's two hundred and forty <laughs> points now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's a very hard. That's the problem with a rule like that, is that it's a very hard rule to put points to, um, because it's. Because it's so different to the other rules, it's quite hard to compare uh, with other stuff. So, uh, my gut reaction is that's way too cheap. Uh, but there you go. I think
1: two well, 40, it's a... 240
0: is really good. Uh, thanks it's to Hill Hydra for donating concept. five pounds to the show. By the way, appreciate you loads. Thanks. Thanks you for the cool viewing. Uh, go on, James. What are you saying?
1: I think it's a weird one, isn't it? Because if if he if he died and then he couldn't cast it. I think two forty points is probably right.
0: I think actually not
1: too far off.
0: The Dark Master ability is just automatic.
1: Yeah, but what I mean is, like, if once you'd killed him, he couldn't. It couldn't be used anymore. I Mm. think actually two hundred and forty points isn't too bad. A four-up save, eight wounds. You could literally nuke him in a turn. He he can
0: die. Like definitely can die. Um, I think he's. I think like. Go on.
1: Oh, I just think the fact that he can then. Not be on the board, be dead, and still use that ability. That's where it's terrifying. Yes,
0: yeah, Bellicor can be dead, so maybe making it so that dark master is tied to Bellicor being alive would make you a little bit more fragile. But he, don't forget, he's going to go up wounds, James. I expect that fourteen wounds is going to be there uh, with a four up. There's a couple of questions: Is are we going to see him part of a larger? Are we going to see him as part of a larger demon force? Um, you know, because in if you go back to the wrath of the ever chosen we've got legion of chaos ascendant which is all the demons mixed together and it also there's also the dark prince so belakor himself has got his own detachment uh that'll be really interesting to see whether or not we end up with um a new kind of like whole army with Bellacor. and belakor is just like i'm chaos on my own demons only that'll be fun i'm not sure so if that's does
2: who... does he not actually i don't know much about his law does he not actually follow a specific god then
0: no. So, like, the old school, old school is Belakor was one of the, was the, I think he was the first Chaos Chosen. Like, so you know how, so you know how Archeon has been blessed by all the gods. Yeah. Bellacor was on the, the drive to do that. Is that right? Or is the first Demon Prince? Something like that. That was the kind of story at the start. Um, and then, uh, and then he's always been jealous of Archeon ever since. And he's trying to, like, he wants to be like the big granddaddy, but he isn't the big granddaddy basically uh, so yeah he was the ever chosen before Archeon basically but he was he failed and then because of that he's now like not blessed by any gods so he's undivided
1: oh, I think okay. it, it'd be super cool to see them change his narrative rules a bit so if they bump up his points bump up his wounds and make him a big hitter, like him and RK are never in the same army I think
0: yeah uh, Maybe that would be cool. I would like if there was like a jealousy rule on his war scroll, so like him and Archeon could never be included in the same army. I think that yeah. that would be really sweet. Yeah, yeah. Don't want to hang I'm, out. Yeah, yeah. I think that would be. I think that would be super fun, and I'd like to see that. I would, and I would like to see more demon stuff underneath him, some demon stuff undivided. How do you guys feel about the fact that we got? It wasn't too long ago that we ended up with um, the Slaves of Darkness starter box, which is the Chaos uh, Karkadrak Lord. And uh, we also ended up with the Slaves to Darkness book. So it was about a year, like, almost two years ago, year and a half ago. I do wonder if Balakor has been sat in a box waiting since then and was meant to be part of like a, a big release during that time. But maybe not. But it, like, I don't know if it necessarily keys into there being more Slaves to
1: Darkness stuff.
2: I don't think that's going to be the case.
1: More chariots. Because
2: <laughs> he likes chariots. Yeah. Is that it? A... Big fan. Uh, Used to fit yeah. in the back of one. I doubt he was you to go with the slaves to darkness because obviously his war scroll like you say i don't think the war scroll matches his um his uh his model so i doubt yeah wounds wise and all of that so i doubt that the war scroll that we got in the chaos undivided and all of that would be the same one
0: so, um, oh, and you still can't buy Chaos Warriors at uh, Nights no, outside that box. Good point, Desert Sketch. So one of the really? questions I'm, I'm going to ask the Twitch chat, James and Nathan, I'm going to ask you both. Twitch chat, same question. Where would you like Bellacor to come in at? Obviously, we're in the situation where we know that there are two different rules writers. Yeah, you've got the Ogre and War book, obviously a brilliant book, written by Games Workshop, so therefore obviously brilliant. Yeah, and then you've got the, uh, um, the Seraphon. The Seraphon book, and as we know, Equally as brilliant and the same, but even though I feel, I know it's weird when they're both equally brilliant and perfect. It's weird that they feel like they're done by different authors. So my question is, who do you want to do the book? Do you want it to be the Bin Guy or the Sin Guy? Do you want it to be a pretty model with brilliant but some somehow rubbish rules, or brilliant but somehow over the top rules? James, where are you pitching it?
1: Uh, I'd like Nathan to write
2: it. <laughs> What's but, like, but it? I think go, going with the bin guy good man
1: I think it's probably <laughs> well it's due a sin because this, the slaves book was probably not um, uh, <laughs> okay that's fine Nathan where do you want
2: it pitched at i uh, will go with the bin guy because I actually quite like those rules being uh, a bit more relax- uh, chilled out
0: Okay all right so <laughs> but more challenging up, shall we say all right my follow up is where do you want bellacor pitched at do you want bellacor pitched at like usable like he is now at that kind of like lower points bracket like a support piece uh, kind of interesting or do you want them gotrek level do you want join him like smiting whole armies you know archeon gotrek sort of tier that's my next question because because that's also another question which i think is quite interesting where you actually want bellacore to come in do you want bellacore to be like something you kind of include an army or do you want it to be a centerpiece that you build an army around james over to you
1: i I want him to to have exactly the same rules but be on a base three times the size (laughs) same (laughs) points same rules bigger model because he shouldn't be bent like when they made that go trick model and I saw it was coming. I was like, he has to be bent. Because it, like, that narratively makes sense. Okay. Belakor
2: failed. He failed loads of times. Well, I remember actually reading the uh, Gotrek End Times book. And Belakor was running away from Gotrek. So Belakor can't be as hardcore as Gotrek. Not in a okay. million years. Because he's scared of him. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> and that's fact, fair. Yeah, Every time he meets him on the battlefield, he should just have to leave.
0: Yeah, okay. Yeah, all right, fine, fine. I obviously want him to be brilliant, and he obviously, when he comes out, will be perfect in all ways, and flawless, of course, with no criticisms from me. Uh, lovely. Um, all right, sweet. Twitch chat. Let me just see what the guys in the Twitch chat are saying. Uh, Deeks Duo says Archeon tier would be awesome. Sorry again thinks he should be god tier. Um, what else is being said? Uh, Dude is... Day
1: has the best point. What? <laughs> Dudarday said he wants him as strong as a L'Oreal. Wow. That's just me.
0: No,
2: alariel's God. He can't be that strong. He's not God. <laughs> He's just a prince. Uh,
0: so Jim so Jim Inkpen, I think, makes maybe the best point here so far. I want him more Hero Hammer. I don't want more Hero Hammer. Keep him relatively cheap and able to neuter God-tier models. I think that's the kind of fun play with Bellicor's Dark Master ability, is that he is able to neuter those big point models. We're all sick of people running the corn dragon in our face and smashing us to pieces. It annoys me how incredibly good that is as everything else. And so having some sort of fun and interactive counterplay like the Dark Master ability, I think is useful, ultimately. But Um, I
1: hate that stuff in my... I can't even joke about it. I don't want a coin dragon. (laughs) (laughs) Carry on. <laughs> i'm sorry i interrupted please continue <laughs> uh
0: his size implies he's got centerpiece status i think he's going to be a centerpiece yeah. model i think it would be nice to see him as a centerpiece model and not play this sort of support role that we see him as um so yeah i think i think well, having I have... him
2: Go on, Nath. sorry if he gets a book like uh what's her face the snake lady Marathi, and if t- and kane then he's going to be... You would think he would get similar rules to those couple of twats. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> Why your problem with... Uh, also, great opportunity for us to to just uh, uh, say uh, a big shout-out to all the women in our lives uh, on International Women's Day.
2: Yeah. Oh, any any opportunity you get to slag off an elf, you should take it with both hands. And Diamond some hats. of your feet. <laughs> <laughs> stupid elves yeah <laughs> so yeah uh, so, so yeah, this... you would expect expect him to be on the same sort of le- i mean they're on a similar level aren't they those two numties so yeah. you would expect him to be again he's getting a book so maybe he ascends to another level of demon princehood, and uh yeah so he's gonna end up with maybe godlike abilities and also be like all of those other, like a pan stupid elf, whatever.
0: Imagine, imagine, um, imagine you get called into the Demon Prince sort of office, and they're like, what you, So they're like, All right, boss, what's going on? It's like, Well, you've been doing really well recently. I've been really proud of you. So actually, uh, we're going to make you a Demon Prince uh, level two. Uh, so you're going to go up a pay bracket, which is super nice. We're going to give you over eight skulls a day now. Uh, for you to do with what you want. Um, and if you want, you can hang them off these fancy chains you've got uh, on, your, on your wings.
2: <laughs> these aerodynamic <laughs> chains you've got on your wings. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> what's, okay, good. All right, yeah. So I like to see him as a centerpiece model. Maybe we'll see him as a centerpiece model. Maybe we won't. Uh, the model's great and perfect and flawless, of course. Um, all right, I'm glad so, you think so. It's important. Of course.
1: Of course. Like, I can't change my mind.
0: Right, so uh, I kind of want it to be more than 400 points as Pete, so I don't want to have to sell a kidney to buy him as an option for my Nurgle army. Super fair. That makes loads of sense. Um, uh, it'll go up a tax bracket, though. Might not be worth it. Again, going to level 2 Demon
2: Prince.
1: No, wants that? <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Yeah. You don't, you don't right. want to go up a tax bracket. That national <laughs> insurance
0: payment. <laughs> His national
2: insurance must be fucking through the roof. <laughs>
0: <He> obviously... <laughs> <laughs> liability insurance on the Demon Prince is going to be wild anyway. So he's paid through the nose. Um, uh, Reflex Dog Trading, thanks for resubscribing. And thanks, everyone, for watching. Um, they are pushing our big ears so they can slap on that big price tag, of course. Uh, right. So what, uh, what are we talking about next? News, 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 other news. And other news is that there is events started to pop up. Um, around the world specifically uh, around the local uh, Midlands region we've there's a couple of events that uh, have asked me to do a shout out so I'm doing it like a good boy I am if you would like to go to these events they're good events even though one has never ran so I don't know how it could be a good event without having ever ran but like it is and it will be perfect I spoke with the TO earlier he said I said what makes your event good he went it will be cool I'm there yeah up
2: there me too it's He's a in... salesman. That guy is. fucking no. hell.
0: Yeah, I know. Uh, it's. <laughs> 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 yeah, the uh, that's by Mister Mark Wildman. So the War in the Heartlands or Winter in the Heartlands or something. Uh, Nathan. Uh... <laughs> is that what it's called? Yeah,
1: it's called War in the Heartlands. But that, yeah, yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. I had a ticket, but COVID.
2: Yeah,
0: let's go to that one. Let's go yeah. to that one. Are
2: we all going? Yeah, yeah, it's sure. in Leicester. It's fucking hell. It's my local now. Yeah, he's oh, he's we moved. can start
1: Nathan's house!
2: Nathan's at your house.
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: Is there a I'm good is there a, my house? Is there a good <laughs> uh, is there a good night out that we can go to after?
2: Uh, yeah, I'm sure we can make a good night out for you after
0: where would i'm not asking you to make one i'm not asking you to <laughs> specifically create a nightclub and therefore choose the music policy and the drinks pricing it's difficult nate like are you going 65 on the fucking drinks like what are you doing what's your markup don't do that that's a lot of effort just put us to where people have already made a good night that's what <laughs> i'm saying if yeah. there's any left
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh. let's go
0: Okay. All right. Let's go. All right. So we go to it. War in the Heartlands is what it's called, or something. Uh, I know the TO. He's all right. Like War in go... the
1: Heartlands. I think someone said it was good. Is it called that? Who knows? It's something in the Heartlands. It's Mark Wadman, <laughs> Mark the Beastman on Twitter.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'd go to it probably. Listen, if I wasn't doing the coverage for it, I'd go to it because uh, I like Mark. He's all right. Like probably, probably like. And then there's Bobo. Bobo is now two 100 people events not one 200-person of event. Um, James, what are your thoughts on that?
1: Uh, I I mean, I don't know how John's going to keep up his momentum for two whole weekends on the trot. And then he's doing some weird, like, master's thing at some weird place. Never heard of it.
0: Terrible place. I wouldn't go. David, <laughs> <laughs> how do you feel about there being two Bobos?
2: That's, uh, that sounds fun, yeah. I mean, there were always... There was two Bobo's before. One was a Crim Bobo and then a normal Bobo. So now I assume we're going to have four Bobo's ready. Because he's going to do two Crim Bobo's as well.
0: Is he doing... Wait. So wait. So what's... So... <laughs> <Dude, laughs> <Dave>, he's <laughs> just making this up on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> Nathan, have you just announced two more events? We're <laughs> yeah. we doing two more events. Twin <laughs> hey, Bobo. Oh, let's
2: do it. John says there's also going to be two Crim Bobo's. In fact... They're the best ones, so he's going to make four crumbobos, because they're doubles. So.
1: <laughs> and you've got to spend two metres apart from your fucking
3: doubles partner!
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> uh... yeah. no, one half of the double plays on one one weekend, and the other half of the double plays on the other weekend. And then the top top four of the doubles plays against the other four of the other doubles. And then... <laughs> The doubles can play against themselves. And then that's it. Uh,
1: we, I hope John Green's in here and he's just found out he's doing about nine more events in My the My favorite space thing of is the naming more...
0: convention now, because it's not Bobo, it's actually now two different events. One's called Bo and the other one's called Bo as well. Yeah, that's...
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> or, or is a doubles Bobo called bo Bobo. Who knows? who knows but if you are having events somewhere in the world let us know Uh, we are eventually going to do like an event show and talk about the events we're going to be at for event coverage and events that like whatever Uh, but that'll be something we do in the future like look there's going to be some fun ones just get out there like if it's safe to do so of course of course get out there have some fun just be conscious be like healthy look after each other love each other all that other stuff (sighs) Asked. Right, do you okay. want to go
1: to Bobo, Bobo, Bobo,
0: <laughs> I do want to go there. I do want to go there. I really do. I really do. It's going to be so good. Would Swiss parents Bobo be Bobo selector? Oh,
3: God sakes. <laughs> God <laughs> sakes.
2: <laughs> I wonder how many people are going to go to the wrong Bobo. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what the fuck do you mean? I'm not meant to be at this Bobo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, tons. I reckon 50% of people will go to the wrong one. And 50% yep. will be drunk from the first one. They'll turn up to the second one without realizing a
3: week's um, gone. I, I
2: think it's day two, yeah. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Jesus.
2: Uh, I'm looking That's forward to That's what he do. One day, have the first day of the first Bobo. And then the next day, have the second day of the second Bobo. <laughs> and then have the second day of the first bobo and then the first day of the second bobo i'm with nathan, <laughs>
1: I'm, I'm, with nathan. I'm with
2: nathan can we get too. john in
1: can we call john in here and just
0: have him on? no fuck him like he's <laughs> like, we've talked already. about his event that's all he needs <laughs> um you honestly though one of the things about john and mark like uh is good work thing to bring up is they both super care about the community and they want people to have a fun time like being them being competitive events is really a subsidiary to people having a fun time and i think that's something that sometimes gets lost at events um i'll never forget being shouted at to put my rubbish away at adepticon uh, even though i hadn't put any rubbish on the floor or something and thinking oh you sound like a twat i'll never listen to you again like that's what i thought and you know what john hasn't treated me like that so that's fine um uh, he's treating Nathan terribly, but that's a whole different conversation. That's for Nathan to fight his own battle on. You're a grown-up, Nathan. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I've had a few treats out of him.
0: Yeah, that's true. Right, okay. Yeah. Uh, and and there's also that... What is it called? War in the Heartlands? Who cares? Something. You should go. That Liam Jordan's there. I like him. He's all right. And Mark Wildman, probably. Whatever. Right, so let's get to the main point of the show. <laughs> let's get to the main point of the show. <laughs>
2: I thought that was the main point of the show.
0: <laughs> no, this isn't the main point of the show. <laughs> this is the bit this is all the bit that Scrib has to clip out before we get onto this. Otherwise someone coming over from like one of the other YouTubers is like, what am I listening to? I'm so confused. Before um, we go
1: any further, can we just discuss that? In the chat they've been discussing that Nottingham is the centre of bow crime, and that's where Bobo is this year. <laughs> and so it should be called No Bobo Bo. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and that's my favourite one. <laughs>
1: Thank you. Uh... I don't even know. Sure-dacted. Whatever. Whatever it is. No bo bo bo. That's what I want. Uh,
0: no bo bo bo. No bows allowed. Um... <laughs> right. Okay. So today's show, first time we're going to go through this. This will be this will be an interesting endeavor, and we'll see what you guys think. Uh, we are going to talk about the units in Azinch uh, Force. And basically what the units that you would normally see in a Zinch list look like and why you see them in the lists and how they work. And if you come up against them, what you are expecting to see. Oh, Zydy guy, thanks so much for resubscribing. Um, so that's the that's the idea. Like, So we'll talk about them because some people don't know why. Me and James sort of talked about before the show. I was like, James, change host, why is it good? And you were like, just oh, it's there or something? Like, So the idea is, is to learn as a group. What, the, uh, what these war scrolls and what some of these things do and why they're so strong and why they're so powerful. And then also, maybe you'll be pre- better prepped and armed to play against them in a narrative capacity at tournaments in some ways. Uh, right, before we go any further, Nathan, uh, just off the top of your head, you got any thoughts about the strengths of Zeinch when you play against them and, and, and why they might be
2: strong? So, uh, if you're playing against Zinch, um you're sort of expecting them to have magical dominance. They're supposed to be really good with the old magics, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're also expecting them to have those sodding destiny dice, so they have they have the opportunity to make some reliable decisions yeah, in the game. Mm-hmm. So uh, long distance charges, battle shockers, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, th- these are the sort of things you're expecting um, and then also uh, so units that you're watching out for, obviously horrors as just for being objective grab- grabbers and uh, acting like anvils really and then their main damage output coming from uh, flamers and magic mm-hmm. okay yeah?
0: yeah yeah, James have you got any thoughts?
1: Um, not other than, I don't think, other than Nathan. I think Nathan was actually comprehensive today. <laughs> <laughs> he beat me to it. Normally, I beat him to it. So I'm okay, that's that fair.
0: All right, so we're going to talk about some of the things. I would actually probably say, Nathan, that like Magic Dominance isn't really, I wouldn't say definite for Zeech. Like, it's not, I would, go on. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I mean, obviously, there's. I think uh, you can't really say dominance because uh, there's not m- very many dominant wizards out there, other than like Nagash and Tactless. But they are strong at magic. The Lords of Change being able to flip the dice thing is is a really strong mechanic. But I mean, you you do want to still have other wizards in the game that are strong. Um, and then uh, like a weaker cadre. So you've got strong wizards, like you'd expect um, a real souped up goblin wizard that's really done loads of mushrooms to be able to really push through a spell occasionally. So, but, you know, he's, he's still struggle against somebody like Teklas or, uh, or Nagash, which is fair enough. But, so you would expect them maybe to be on a similar level to like a Lord of Change or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in my mind, they're strong, but they're not like Nagash level because he's a God and they're not gods. They're just demons.
0: Yeah. Like it's kind of, it's, it's, it's a, I think it's fascinating when you think about the Zinch army in some ways is that like, it feels counterintuitive in some ways to what you might think. And, and the whole bunch of the stuff is trash like uh, and I won't obviously and also perfect somehow at the same time so I won't go into those perfect war scrolls we'll just focus on the more perfecter war scrolls that generally see play at events and there are two overriding builds that we see fairly commonly recently obviously we're recording this march uh, 2021 so maybe this will change uh, when faq points changes or whatever but right now at the moment two sort of dominant builds and those are Change host going into one of the, like, the sub-factions. So Change host is a War Scroll Battalion, everything that's going inside it. Or, or we tend to see Hos Arcanum Archeon. Those are the two builds that we roughly kind of see, for a couple of different reasons. Which is fine. Like, that's exciting, I guess. Um, like, have you, yeah, yeah. And we've seen them do very, very well. In fact, Change host uh, just won this weekend. Um, and then the Archeon one has become a little bit more like uh, uh, like new and cool. Uh, like is it the, the hipster past... list? It's not that hipster. I just think it's like it's so reliable and it's super aggressive. So that's genuinely what you see. But we get to talk about the most fun war scroll in all of Age of Sigmar right now. And if anyone doesn't agree, fight me in the comments. Uh, but truly, I won't read them, so don't bother. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Having one of those days. Right, the horrors is inch is the thing that we'll talk about first, right? Um, cool. Now, they're 220 points for 10 pink horrors. And what do you get for 10 pink horrors? Well, you get one wound with a six up save, so not very reliable. They move five inches and they're bravery 10. Now, they've got a magical flame shooting attack, which is 12 inches, so they've got a 17 inch threat range. And if you've got 10 pink horrors alive, three shots apiece. Right, three shots apiece. They hit on fives, but they have a spell that they can cast for them spell themselves. Sorry, that allow them to turn that into fours. So thirty shots, fours and fours, no rend damage. One. Yeah. Which is having a pretty...
1: great day. Huh? Having a great day.
0: Having a great day. Having a super great day. So it's like you know, that's that's decent for like a unit that's. And then they've in combat, they've got an attack each, unless they go down to brims, in which case they'd have two attacks each. And 5s with 4s. Now, the the main thing about these is that they explode. So, James, you know how many wounds is in a brick of 10 Pink Horrors?
1: Uh, 50. 50,
0: yeah. So, 220 points for 50 wounds, actually, as opposed to 220 points for 10 wounds, which is kind of the key point. Nathan, how many many points for 60 Grots?
2: 360.
0: Mm, Yeah. So, like, you get, like, amazing value out of this unit, like, amazing... Uh, the, the key point there is that every time you kill a pink horror it explodes into a blue horror. Um oh, sorry, two blue horrors, and then every time a blue horror dies it turns into a brim. That's what we're seeing at the moment. Mm. Like and then you and then you, you just keep blowing them up. Now the pink horrors have a six up DPR, of course, and there are quite a few ways to buff these guys, which is like really, really scary. And then also they've got a Nathan, we're gonna talk about this a lot over the next few weeks. They've got a command squad. Do you want to talk to him about that?
2: Yeah, so they got um, an iridescent dude. So he's their their boss, their champion. Um, and let's just pull up his war scroll here. Horrors of siege. Uh So the iridescent fella. Uh, he gets a plus one attack, and that's about it. Uh, two is only two is melee, not two is shooting. Uh, then they also have a horn blower. Because all demons need a good horn to blow, <laughs> uh, and in fact, one in every ten could be a horn blower. Uh, whereas only one can be a an iridescent fella, and uh, so the horn blower uh, says, uh, if anybody's within six and they roll a one, they have to re-roll the battle shock. For that, mm-hmm. quite cool. And then the icon bearer. This is the proper knob of the bunch. So <laughs> one in every ten of them uh, can be a an icon bearer. Uh, and if you roll a battle shock of a one, you return D6 slain models uh, to the thing, and none of the model, no more models flee from the unit either. So. Yeah, yeah yeah so i mean so. this
0: is amazing so the key point obviously if you're playing Zeach, or if you've never played with Zeach before you get to roll nine dice at the start of the game and then you get to choose results for that one of those you can use for battle shot tests and you can choose a one and you can get d6 pink horrors back uh each pink horror is worth five is five wounds each pink mm. horror uh so uh if you manage to get six back super fun times that's 30 wounds back into your army yeah. <laughs> oh, and how,
2: how many points did you say there were for 10 Two hundred and twenty points. Yeah, so that's probably slightly on the cheap side if you compare it to other things for a yeah, similar yeah. wound. I
0: Absolutely. Know. Yeah, agreed. Now there's a there's a whole bunch of other things to break down here. Number one, the spell that they cast to give them plus one to hit for their shooting attack is cast on uh, six. However, they get plus one to cast if they're within twelve inches of uh, friendly de- demon heroes, the de- inch demon heroes, and they're almost always in front of them because they're the screens. They're just like, cool, I'm here. And the other thing is that they're minus one to hit because they're a Zinch Demon if they're in range of a Zinch Demon hero. So they're actually 220 points that are minus one to hit and plus one to cast generally. Although if they end up being teleported across the board, then they're their own thing. But yeah, they're really, really good. Now I know loads of people are watching are like, I don't really need to know that they're good, but you do need to know how good they are. God, James,
1: why oh, cool. it. I'm just laughing at just laughing at the chat said that's about to battle homes page 52 <laughs> if you guys
0: don't want to do this we can fucking turn it off like i don't care i just thought this would be a fun thing to do
1: i thought it would no, be useful a, ha- you mm. calm down don't be a gr- angry professor
2: uh, quite often they'll be at plus two to hit won't they with their shooting so their shooting's pretty good really threes and fours really good yeah. Uh, fours and fours, fours and fours. Now, well, it's going to be threes and fours a lot of the time, isn't it? Because they get plus one if there's more than twenty in the in the thing, and then plus one for for their spell.
0: Or if they have more than twenty, where's that? Models. Where's the plus twenty?
2: Flickering flames.
0: Oh, I add one to the hit rolls made for this unit if while this unit has twenty or more models. It's quite rare that you'll end up with that. With though, like. Oh. Yeah, because so that you only get the plus one to hit if it's cast by the pink horrors and the pink horrors can only cast the spell if they've got nine okay. models in the unit, yeah. right? Yeah. And then if they don't, then they get that natural plus one to hit. So you genuinely don't do you don't do the double. Um okay. so what's so the like maximum
2: size the unit can go up to?
0: 30, 20 or 30?
2: 20 now,
1: I think, is it? 20. Yeah. Mm. I yeah. will make sure but I'm pretty sure. Yeah, 20 is the cap now. So twenty would be four
2: hundred and
1: forty points. Yeah, four hundred and forty yeah. points, sixty
0: shots that you would have in the unit, um, uh, and then that would be a hundred wounds of pink horror, like to get through. It's a brick wall, it really is. Um, it's it's amazing. So talking about the output, probably like so. We'll mm. talk. So that's the horrors. Now, because they've got magical flames as their shooting attack, where they go into. So if you just want them to block your enemy because you've got kind of like two ways to use this unit really well if you take them in the sub factions you've got um, uh, eternal conflagration sub faction which gives you rend on all of those shooting attacks right so you can have rend on all of them or you can take them in the host duplicitus and you can't retreat from the unit uh, so the...
1: be there all day <laughs>
0: That's exactly, that's exactly the reaction that you would do if you played against them. You had 20 pink horrors, you teleported them across the board, or you just ran them across the board. You'd be like, oh, I've got to fight these now all day. Um, yeah, it's going to be rough. Um,
1: but they do have happy faces, so.
0: They do have happy faces. The no-retreat version, so you normally see horrors, uh, pink horrors in tents. You don't often see them like in 20s when you do it's normally in host duplicitous in competitive builds and specifically because their job is just to tank the enemy for the rest of time because that's 100 wounds at minus one to hit for 440 points obviously you've got a demon hero nearby which is pretty impressive you're also doing like we talked about before, 60 shots out of that unit um which is again quite a lot like uh, yeah they're really good they're really good we should talk about ways to make them like better though um, because I think that that's worth talking about and what people do. And that's going to take us on to the next War Scroll, uh, which is the Fate Master. Um, that's right. He's an old fine cast model, James. Uh, so oh, I know you'll be happy about that. Yeah. Just what I've always wanted.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Something that comes broke. Oh, sorry. I For said it. that. No, no. Sorry, Games Workshop. Megan. He must be great.
0: Sorry. He's but he's flawless in all ways. Um, you should not talk about ways. You should talk about ways to make the worst, not ways to make the better. I'm so sorry, Colaroo <laughs> Oh my god, he's also quite expensive. Who? The Fate Master. Yeah. Financially or points wise?
1: Financially. Yeah. It's an ugly model for twenty five quid. He's actually a grey model. Gray model. Great model.
0: One of the best models I've ever seen, in fact. Uh, right. So the Fate Master is got uh, six wounds with a four up save, and he moves sixteen inches. He can fly he gets to add two to save rolls for attacks made by melee weapons that target this model unless that attacking unit is a monster so you can end up on a two up armor save with this guy in combat so he's really defensive like if you want to be with six wounds which is pretty nice yeah and he's got um uh he's also got soulbound shield each time this model is affected by a spell or endless spell roll a dice on a four plus ignores it but really what you're looking at or what you're looking for is the command ability which is the Lord of Fate. Use this command ability at the start of your hero phase. If you do so, you pick a friendly model with this commandability into your next hero phase. You can reroll hit rolls for attacks made by friendly zinch units wholly within nine
2: inches. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, if you're going to take 20, I'd be tempted to stick them in the one that gives them rend and fucking shove this lad there. There not be threes and fours at rend one. That wouldn't be a. I mean that would still be tanky as fuck, but they'd be blending stuff as well.
0: They would do. You're right, because you would end up with 60 shots, hitting on threes, re-rolling, uh, if you had a 20. Normally it's just gonna be fours. I think the tens are more more useful because you end up with uh you end up with 30 shots if you wanted to. Uh re hitting on fours if you get the spell off, re-rolling to hit, and then wound on fours, but with rend one if you take it in internal conflagration. The Fate Master, like, that command ability really is the reason that the CP that's spent in the army is just spent on the Fate Master every turn. He, like, needs to be, like... He's, like, the huge force multiplier in the army. If the reroll to hit for everyone within nine inches brings us really nicely, really nicely onto the Flamers of Zeech, uh, who are pretty iconic at this point. Uh,
1: James, what do you think of the model? That's my main question. Uh, so I so... I like the old one that looked like a weird demon in a skirt. (laughs) Do you remember the old one? Weird bird face, heavy metal thing. Still got some, I think upstairs, like four that were in a Warhammer quest box. Um, They're okay. I think like, I think, I think the Flamers, my problem with the Flamers, I think is that if you look at the horrors, they're kind of like having a great day, kind of a bit comical, a bit of a laugh. I think, like, the Flamers look like they're having a bad day.
0: They look And I wish pretty they were rough. happier. Yeah. Yeah, they are pretty rough. Um, uh, we, I need to talk about that CP usage more in a moment. Uh, Nathan, um, like, the Flamers, do you like how they look, or are you not bothered?
2: Uh, I, I mean, I'm not uh, overly bothered by most of the demon stuff that's out there. So, they're all right. I mean, they're just... Worms that are shooting out fire, weird-looking worms as well.
0: I actually think that, like, it's offensive. I've had to paint these because they look awful. Like, obviously, also perfect somehow at the same time. Now, like, that these are like a key piece in so many Zinch armies because actually, weirdly, output is a major issue in Zinch. We talked about the Pink Horrors and doing all their shots, but we talked about the best example. Quite often, you're going to have ten Pink Horrors who are just throwing thirty shots that are fives. And fours. And then as they get wounded, you go down to Brimstone Horrors. It's just like, well, I've got like 30 random dice here that I'm going to throw at you, or 20 random dice, which is quite nice. But on fives and fours, you don't tend to get a lot through, ultimately. Like, it's quite nice chip damage. But these guys are outrageous. They move nine inches and they fly, but they've only got two wounds each and a five-up save. So they are very, very fragile. You take them in units of three. And if you have a Pyrocaster, which is the unit champ, that's an important point to note out that It does have a unit champ um, that they, he gets an extra attack, yeah? Now, they got three attacks base, fours. So, you hit on fours, which is rough, wound on threes with no rend, and it does D3 damage. So, it's mainly a shooting unit that's got an 18-inch range. And then you add one to hit rolls for attacks made by this unit if it's targeting a unit with 10 or more models. And if it's got 20 or more models, you add two to hit. So, if I was shooting at Nathan's Grotz or I was shooting at your Clan Rats, James... I'd yep. be hitting on twos, nice, wound on threes, but no rend, doing D3 damage. Now, if I was in Eternal Conflagration, where these guys are battle line, I get rend one. Yeah, but if I don't, then I end up uh, like then I it's the same. I don't end up with that rend. There's no way to add that rend on. So that's that's that. Um, uh, but you also get to add plus one to hit if there's an exalted Flamer nearby. That's the other point. So if there's an exorting flame nearby, it's threes and threes, and then either rend or no rend, D3 damage. Um, So, yeah. So, like, output-wise, James, how do you feel about these guys?
1: Well, they're they're kind of one of the scary units, aren't they? They're, like, the unit people were scared of. But I think even then, like, without buffs, they're not particularly consistent. Like yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, if they're just shooting at a monster, let's say. Like and they yeah. they're, not, they're not near an exalted. It's ten attacks hitting on four, so it's half. Um, and then it's and then you're getting two through and against a four up save, you may be doing D three damage. Really, what they do is they punk hordes or ten man units like super well, like really good for that. Um, and, and until you put a fate master nearby who can don't forget. So once we use that commander bit on that fate master, James we're re-rolling all those to hits. So yeah. we could be hitting on fours, re-rolling, or if we're shooting at 20 guys, we could be shooting on twos, re-rolling. Really, really good. My question, mm. actually, which I think is really relevant when we talk about some of the War Scrolls over the next few weeks, is, Nathan, that 18-inch range is pretty good for your... Because you like to play a lot on melee armies, right? Yeah. And you, I know you also play Iron Drakes, which is 16 inches. You tend to find that 18-16-inch range Is close, like it's like it's danger close.
2: 18 inches is not as all right again because a lot of melee armies are only movement four or five. Mm -hmm. So, uh, these guys are fine if they're if they sit at the 18 inch mark, uh, they're safe from a next turn. I'd have to have a double turn before I can get into them, whereas 16 inches is close enough for me to start worrying. So eighteen inches is sort of that where the break point is, really. I think, I think eighteen inch range shot is is pretty good. They they've got to be lucky, happy with that.
0: Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's like, but it's definitely dangerous. Like I think one of the things that when you guys play mm. against flamers in the future, because they move nine inches and they shoot eighteen, so it's twenty seven inches threat but if you can put yeah. something so if you can put something so they have to move within that 18 and you've got the ability to go and get them after that you know you put something on an objective that they have to trade with like i having played with flamers quite a few times i'm so cautious that they're going to get charged i'm so worried that they're going to go get beat up that i spend most of the game looking to protect them because as soon as you hit them they're going to just fall away yeah. it's yeah. it's six wounds with a five up save they do have a five up dpr in melee, though Which is kind of
2: cool, right? Which is useful. Yeah, they do tend to die pretty easy once you get hold of them. But I mean, if if you're shooting at even like movement six stuff, which is like fast infant, like fast infantry, Mm. if you're going at 17 inches, they've still got an 11 inch charge to get at you. So yeah, of course, yeah, yeah, like whereas if whereas my fucking iron drakes, you know. That extra two inches is a bit a bit of a thing. So yeah, I think eighteen inches is fair. I wish more, more stuff was eighteen. I I think eighteen inches would be nice if that was regarded as long distance instead of all these bastards that can shoot thirty inches. Agreed. That's just Agreed. those it, guys. It, I think
0: like there's a really good conversation at the minute between these and Blood Stalkers from Daughters of Cain and the fact that they're twenty-four inch bow shooting. Oh yeah, that's I, I well. Like, yeah, that's, that's that's really good. 18 inches is close enough that I think it's dangerous. But, James, how many points do, do three flamers rock us back?
1: Let's find out. Oh, I've got Exalted. I haven't got play. uh Three flamers. Do, do we want to make Nathan guess?
2: He,
0: I think he knows.
2: Uh, I don't know, but... Uh, <laughs> Go on, give it <laughs> a guess, Nathan. I can't give it a guess. Remember. Uh... How many wounds are there each? Again, there's so two. two wounds wounds each. Each. Yeah. So
0: for three, you've got six wounds only.
2: Mm. I don't know. That's a toughie, that is. Uh they do, do so much damage, don't they? Uh hundred points? A
1: hundred and forty <laughs> points.
0: Yeah. Oh, fair enough. I think probably on the cheap side, ultimately, if we were being like really serious. But also, if you took this out of the Zinch Force. You really Mm. struggle with output. Like, that's genuinely like a a feeling I have. Um, But that doesn't mean that they aren't consistently in well performing or winning tournament lists all the time. They're really good. Where this obviously gets, where this obviously becomes more of an issue is if you take the War Score Battalion Change Host, which requires you to have a Lord of Change and then eight units of Zeech units. Yeah. And it could be literally anything. And then you could teleport. You get a free teleport per turn and you could teleport these uh these uh flamers of Zeench across the board as well. Like they're really, really good. And then they could do all of that output because we we, we talked about it at the weekend, but a unit of six is gonna do nineteen shots. So um Nath, imagine your grots against your against your grots we'd be doing nineteen shots, uh we'd be hitting on twos, we could be re rolling from the Fate Master, and they'd be wounding on threes. There is actually a way to get plus one to wound in the army as well. So you could actually be 2s re-rolling, wounding on 2s, rend 1 D3 damage from 19 shots. And that's only going to cost you the 280 points plus uh, a Fate Master to do that combo, which is pretty scary.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Yeah, they're pretty scary, especially in certain situations like that. Yeah, they're really good at shooting grots, That's for sure. <laughs> I mean, and even clan rats and stuff like that. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. I think that's Big the thing about them, them is
0: they'll much. delete. They'll delete a unit, clan rats. Uh, they'll delete like these large hordes so mm. quick, uh, and that rend one is really useful. Where they do that's if they're in eternal conflagration. Where they do struggles yeah. against armor, because if they do yeah. like, go up against armor and they aren't in the eternal conflagration with the rend, they've got no rend. Like they're not punching mm-hmm. through anything. If you had a rerollable save, like Varangard, are a good example. Uh, Varangard, if they had rerollable save um, uh, from a war shrine, Varangard just walk into this fire like it was nothing, and they just like run. Uh, Clintus Lock, thanks for subscribing. Big love to you. Uh, so if you did have a good armor save and it was a rerollable save, you could walk into this fire really easy. I think
2: that that's what makes them so hard to, to cost is because it's. Yeah, without that eternal conflagration, they're not that scary, to be honest. Even yeah, it's that point, that extra pip of rend. So uh, (laughs) I think a lot of that 140 points, you know, some of that has got to take into account that because uh, if if there was no ways that they could access rend, then they probably wouldn't be as scary. I mean up against an OBR force or something like that, they'd probably do very little.
0: Yeah, of course, because they're a glass cannon, and I agree with you. that they're, they're hard to they're definitely hard to point, but the, the ease of which you can get buffs in this army is significant, right, in a Zinch force. The re-rolls to hit is so, so important, and then the buffs to wound. And then even if you don't get the re-rolls to hit, they can independently work really well. Like, if you just have ten, six of these guys or three of these guys, they're going to be hitting on twos, and then wound on threes just from their war scroll yeah which is bananas so they're very 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 good um and like and you'll see them a lot and i know people know that or some people might not know that though so hopefully that's what this the point of the show is um and we'll do this every week and if you guys are listening and you like this or you're watching on the live now let's know what you think of this because i think it's interesting um how many summoning points are they james could you find out how many summoning points they are for us while we uh uh, yeah. Wahapedia.ru uh, is uh, just the place to go. Uh, <laughs> if that, that answers your question. It's it's a Games Workshop's ele- electronic online database, as I understand it. Um, I think they are they might be twelve. Uh, thank you, guys. Right, so. uh, oh,
1: exa- uh? it's twelve, right? Uh...
0: The guys will find out for me.
2: Cool. I but got, it's not sure but, it's, it is on but it's
0: really it's really good output, right, Nath? Like really good output from the Flamers.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're good. It's good output, but they are pretty much. They uh, uh, they probably go down to a, yeah to a, a stiff breeze. They're not very survivable, are they? No, they are eighteen summoning points.
0: Yeah, yeah, they're, they're on the higher end. Uh, right, so uh, Exalted Flamers' as each aren't too different. Um, in that they get the plus one to hit plus two to hit against bigger blocks they do have rend though and this is kind of a key feature here having an exalted flamer in your list which i'm pretty certain is 120 points but james could check for me um you could if you had them in internal conflagration you could have rend two on that billowing wart flame which they have six base attacks and then they hit on fours obviously you get the pluses if you want to uh the three they wound on threes and then rend one d3 but it could be rend two um uh, and then you and then you've got they've got all the same rules, so like a five up dPR on combat, but these guys, this is like super glass cannon James is it one twenty points? no, even better Oh, uh, one hundred flat one hundred Oh, baby, mm. but it's only four wounds yeah four wounds so again it's crazy when you look at a Zech army, like it's Shut really up. fascinating when you look at it on the tabletop, you're like, okay, how many wounds you got they're like right now about 7, yeah? I've got like, like these two units of 6 flavors of an Exalted Flavor, you're like, I'll kill through that all day. But then the Pink horrors are in the way, which really is secretly 50 wounds, and you're like, oh fuck, I hadn't expected that. And then these guys are like, they're so easy to get rid of, if you can get rid of them, but you can't. Like, and then you need to make sure you prioritize what you're killing. The interesting game that we watched on the live stream over the weekend when we saw KO play, and you would think KO, because they've got the range, mm. they, would, they would be able to go through it. But they left one Exalted Flamer on one wound, and they left, left two units of six Flamers on two wounds each. Uh, sorry, oh, on two uh... models each. Right. Which was just a, like, like, so if you're gonna fight against this army, you need to just make sure you just clear them off. Because if I said, oh, you've got, I've got a 100 point model that's four wounds with a five up save, Nathan'd be like, oh, that sucks. What <laughs> 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 the fuck is that? I'll kill that all day. But the people don't. And again, consistent tournament winning lists. And it does make me think about things like Ungor Raiders and stuff, Nate. You know, stuff that can just like randomly fire like a couple of shots into a unit and poke them off. Yeah. But they don't. They don't die, uh, which is fascinating. Uh, or or Yeah,
2: in the it's interesting. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, cause, right, yeah. So that's Flamers. And again, you can get the rerolls on them and all the other stuff. So they're Flamers. Um, and now let's talk about the Big Bird itself, the Lord of Change. So this normally features in the, the Change Host list uh, because you need Lord Change. Uh, 14 wounds with a 4 up save, and it moves 12 inches. Uh, and his bravery 10 now you can build it a couple of different ways <laughs> just a bunch of things gotta stitch it together as a youtube video is the worst one um <laughs> we're back we're back uh, if anyone would like to refresh the stream and podcast guys it's just all broken refresh the stream uh okay i'll take a moment uh to give everyone a chance to come back into the chat so far uh Nath, how are you feeling about this each so if you've played this several times though like because i've used it yeah i've
2: right? I've played against yours and stuff, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It starts off a fairly small army. And when you're looking at it across the board, you're like, "Ah, oh, I should be able to run that over. But then, obviously, the horrors are an absolute pain in the butt to get rid of. Mm. Uh, and then by the time you've dealt with them, uh, you've been uh, depleted, fair, but by the flamers behind and then um and then also they've managed to build up bloody summoning points and then it's the summoning that so they do come come on stronger in the in the late game because of the summoning as well is i think that's quite an important part of their game to be honest uh, uh, yeah and that's probably why uh why you see things that you think oh that should be like 100 120 points but then you also you've got to take into account all the summoning as well that's why i think the pink horrors are probably under costed by a fair bit whereas oh, the, those uh, poor horrors. the yeah. flamers are probably about rightish maybe so here
0: yeah, uh, yeah. Um, uh, and thank you, uh, sorry, uh, just to clarify some stuff I was saying earlier, the Flamers don't have a 5-up DPR, they reflect mortal wounds on a 5-up DPR from melee wounds, uh, if that makes sense, so yeah. Um, one of the things that we didn't talk about, now we're back and I think everyone's in the room, We can kind of, before we touch on the Lord of Change, also when you've got those pink horror blocks and there's 50 of them, if you kill 49, I'm going to spend a CP and keep one alive. Not all the time, but one of the things we haven't talked about is Fold Reality. Which is a spell you can cast on a unit, and it, you roll um, you roll a dice, and you roll a one, that unit explodes. If you roll anything other than a one, you add that many models back to the unit. So pink horrors have got like two ways of returning slain models to their unit. They have the banner, and if you roll a one on the battle test, they return d6 slain models back to the unit. If not, you can roll um, fold reality, and fold reality you can put pink horrors back into the unit when you when you take wounds on a pink horror unit you always have got to remove the pink horrors every single time and the last one you always take off obviously is the banner that's the important one yeah so if i kill nine pink horrors yeah they'll blow up into 18 blue horrors and then i pick a one on my destiny dice i'm gonna get d6 pink horrors back and i get the blue horrors basically for free in that setup like they're so survivable if you manage to use them around. Bye, Lemon. Thank you for resubscribing. I appreciate you. Uh, so yeah, uh, you end up like, they're really, really, really good. Uh, they're super they're super survivable, and Fold Reality is really good, and Fold Reality is also something that we could do on the Flamers as well, like we were talking about before, Nath.
2: Mm. Yeah, uh, yeah. And obviously, if you Fold Reality uh, Pink Horrors and stuff like that, that'll be that. Banner Bearer will be the first bar- guy back if he's not there. Yeah. And then yeah, using course. the destiny dice to, uh, or or else rolling the one. So many people roll ones with that sodding banner. So yeah, it's really Even... <laughs> good.
0: It's really nice. good. Putting d6, and don't forget, every one you put back in is actually five wounds you put back in. So your maximum return on fold reality and the banner is thirty wounds back into a unit. Like which yeah. is, and and the reason that's significant is normally the wounds cap. We'll talk about this a little bit more on other shows. But the wounds cap is about 140. And what I mean by that is your average wounds generally in an Age of Sigmar list, having spent years looking at them, and I mean in this season specifically, is about 130 to 150, around there. 150 actually pushing towards higher. So more like 130, 140. Generally, you tend to see that wounds cap. Sometimes you can go crazy and go higher like Blight King's. Uh, are an example of more, but generally 130, 140. So anything goes above that or below that. So being able to turn back, return 30 to a unit potentially, is amazing, like, on that. Because sometimes you've got to ask yourself, sometimes you have to ask yourself, can I even kill the Pink Horror unit? Now, Nathan, you take pretty aggro units. James, your Skaven list that you were talking about previously, not yeah. 100% certainly would even be able to take out uh, 10 Pink Horrors.
1: No, just ignore
0: so you're planning to ignore them? Yeah, just, just, just don't play ball.
1: <laughs>
0: okay, that seems fine.
1: Or, or put some glam rats by them, laugh at each other's faces, stand in combat for five turns and no one moves. Because neither I... would probably kill each other.
0: That's not true. I think the pink horrors will smash them through. Because they've got all that shooting and then they've got the combat.
1: There's a lot of nah. shots coming
0: out of the pink horrors. They'd be scared of them. Okay.
1: There's <laughs> too many rats.
0: <laughs> uh, all right so lord of change lord of change so yeah that and also that uh that um if you were, like so what we saw at the weekend is we saw a unit of six flamers get reduced down to a unit of two flamers uh and then we saw fold reality and we saw four come back into that unit so they got four flamers back into unit and then those six ra- uh, flamers went on a full rampage like they just went wild they were just burning the earth down they killed Archion in like a turn they're just like you're dead now son so it's just it's just wild um some little tactics james actually that you might not be aware of that people who play with horrors tend to do is they charge them into melee units so your clan rats for instance they would charge them in and they would be like cool kill us because we're going to have more bodies on the board now yep.
1: yeah so easy. i think because i'd used uh, in that slaves to darkness list i ran last year there was 30 pinks appeared from what was the old gaunt similar rule and like putting 10 on a point every time one dies you get another model yeah. yeah. So forcing really people to fight is just terrifying on mm-hmm. objective holding.
0: Imagine as uh, you then also uh, fold reality unit that uh, you can't run away from. <laughs> it's really strong. Uh, that's the important point. So lot of change. The bin chicken, Nathan. You've been looking at the war scroll while we've been off air.
2: Uh, no, I've not. That's not very clever of me. Is it? Don't worry about but it. It's okay. I've got it, it, here. it. here I've got it. Yeah. So uh
0: thank you to Ham's fan and Cameron for resubscribing appreciate you all by the way um yeah uh, yeah. uh so the lord, of uh, lord 40 of...
2: go on yeah. do you want me to read it or... yeah yeah go yeah. for it uh, yeah yeah so yeah, like you said you can uh, take the staff or the the uh, rod or a sword and uh 14 wins four up save bravery 10 as always starts off with a 12 inch move and that drops down to 7 as he gets a bit more duffed up during the game, um, the rod does some shooting attacks, and then the other the other ones are all melee. So the rod actually is two d six attacks, threes threes minus one, doing one damage, and then the staff is four attacks, fours uh, starts off wounding on ones, no rend. damage two, and the sword is two attacks, fours twos minus two three damage, uh, and then he's got his Beak and talons, which are fours and threes minus one, doing two damage. So yeah, he can do a little bit of output combat and shooting, depending which com- which uh, combination you take. But his abilities is the master of ma- mastery of magic. This is when you make a casting roll, uh, you change the lowest dice to match the highest dice. So that's that makes him a pretty reliable caster, wouldn't you say?
0: Yeah, so if you end up casting a six, um, like you cast a spell on a six, then then it becomes a, a twelve to cast. Like yeah, that's what it is. If one of the
2: dice is a six, yeah.
0: If one of the dice yeah. is a six, so that feels um, like it feels like a very strong ability. Having played with it a few times though, like when you roll two threes or a three and a four, yeah, an eight is pretty cool a cast, mm-hmm. as a cast roll, but it's not like dominant. You know, we talked about this, like, magical dominance, like, that you maybe get from Nagash, and that you get from Teclis and that you get from Croak in a lot of ways. Yeah, uh, I'm not 100% certain that, like, like, I of course I'm saying it's strong. Of course. Yeah, and you've got the ability with Destiny Dice to pick Dice Results as well, if you wanted to. However, I don't know if it's, like, it's the best. Because, like... Some of the stuff that we're talking about, like, let's say if you wanted to do damage with Infernal Gateway, like, you want to do damage with Infernal Gateway, like, it's a 7. You probably are going to get it, but you might not get it. Like, it's like, I I feel like I would prefer a reroll with some pluses to cast than I would rather have that ability. I think that there are other stronger, more reliable casters. I haven't put the maths in. Um Now, you can actually get rerolls in the army as well if you go into Host Duplicitous, You can get an artifact, a command trait, and you can have reroll casting in a bubble, which is also really, really useful. Um, uh, But yeah, to be honest, uh, you just lets you hit average more often. Yeah, so instead of making you a strong caster, it makes you a more reliable mid-range caster. But the zinch book generally has some high casting values on the spells, so you don't like you look at a lot of change and you think I'm going to smash the magic phase, and actually. You're going to do okay in the magic phase, which is a very different sort of thing, especially for the price you pay for a lot of change, uh, I'd say. Uh, you do get Spell Eater, which is, I think is actually a great rule, right. which is once per turn in your hero phase, you can pick an end spell within 18 inches of the model and you can eat it, which I think is brilliant. Uh, and also, if this model successfully unbinds an enemy spell with an unbinding roll of a 9, plus, this model can attempt to cast that spell if it's possible for it to do so for the rest of the battle, which is That's a fine. super cheeky spell
3: yeah that's
0: great yes i would say that one of the things i like about spell thief so much is that it's super unique and so when you play against it you make mistakes with your army you go like Mm. you say to yourself okay i'm going to cast whatever spell it would be let's think a um uh techless spell where he doubles the um uh how many command points you spend yeah and then you just go cool i'm just gonna i'm just gonna bang that out uh, like I'm going to pick the unbind roll and then I'm going to try and cast it and I think that that's good. Um, I also wish Spell Eater was at the hero phase. So yeah, another little, little bit of tech. Another little, little bit of tech. Uh, let's take a, say I take a Great Brave Shaman. I pick some Destiny Dice. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, no, I can't do it with a Great Brave Shaman, so that's wrong. Never mind. Let's say I use a Chaos Sorcerer Lord with the Marker's Inch. I can do that. Pick some Destiny Dice and I cast Spell Portal. I put that next to the Lord of Change and then I cast a spell through the Spell Portal. I then can eat the spell portal so it won't affect me next turn and I can recast it because every time I cast a spell I generate a fake point to summon so I'm super on board with that so I just eat the endless spell I cast it that's actually out of phase with how we normally think of endless spells being cast or unbound normally it's at the start of the hero phase so it allows me to put the spell portal out do something super fun and then take it away so you can't use it against me. Because, Nathan, I know you love throwing stuff through enemy, endos, uh, enemy spell yeah. portals, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, as soon as the enemy casts a spell portal, I'm like, great. I can't wait to shove something back through there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: so, Ham's Fan says, I think it depends. They're not a dom compared to Luminous Realm Lords or Croak. Maybe, but against most Fat Middle, they were dom the same as the others. I would agree, but like, it, it's kind of interesting where... You're a combat army, let's say. So, back in the day, if you were a combat army, you were like, oh, I'm a combat army. You're like, that's cool. But then Sanesh existed and you were like, oh, but I'm not as good as those guys. And so, in a tournament setting, that's really difficult because if you're not it, in a team setting, you could put these against like magic doms and then maybe you don't like need it. My point is, is I think that actually the magic that you find in Zinch feels like it's uh, a it's more of a buff addition as opposed to like the core mechanic is what
1: i'm trying to say i think also just sorry because i'm just thinking about it and like having played it like i think even even like when you look at it and you're like cool if i roll one six i've got a 12 and i know we've kind of discussed that already but i think like consistently like croak when you can put him on plus four like you can roll toilet and you still get a half decent casting roll uh, yeah, you, you, yeah. And I think like, that's the scariest thing at the minute. There's so many people on plus, like four or five to cast.
0: Yeah, threes and fours generally. Yeah, you're right. Like, it feels very strong. Or you're picking the results, which I think is uh, the yeah is in there. Uh, the point is says uh, Nordo that there are many good casters, but the only real true good and binders are the Lord of C- Change, Croak, and the Gash. Croak actually is uh, is obviously really good because it's board wide, but of course you're able to. You, 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 i would say that the really good thing about this is the dispel roll you're very likely uh-huh. to roll good dispel dice <clears throat> with a lord of change and you can shut down enemy magic really well and i think that that's a real strength of that um that master i'm not saying it's bad by any means but you don't generally tend to find zeech players loading in to making sure they're like um, they're not like Uh, These are the tournament lists I'm talking about. They're not like, I'm going to do loads of spells from Lord of Change. He's also only a two-cast wizard, which is weird, because we did just talk about Bellacor, who was 240 points, who's also a two-cast wizard. James, how many points for
1: Lord of Change? Uh, He is 380 points. It's a lot of points. Like, if
0: anything, I feel like he is over He's an expensive boy. Yeah, like... It's like it's a lot. Uh but then as the command ability uh is you can uh, use the command ability until your next hero phase, you can add one to the casting on and binding rolls for friendly Z demon wizards while they're wholly within eighteen inches. But you could use that C P if you wanted to, but the C P that you are paying for, really, in the army, is for making Pink Horrors immune to Battleshock and for spending on the Fate Master if you've brought a Fate Master in your list. Like it's so much better to just keep that CP in your pocket and make a unit of pink horrors immune to Battleshock and then bang fold reality on them than it ever is for plus one to cast. Yeah. Like, like in my opinion. Um, so, like, very, very, like, very expensive. And also, 14 Wounds of the 4-Up save, we, when we get to it and talk about it in a minute, Lord of Change is almost always seen in a Changehose list. When it's not in a Changehose list, you just don't see a Lord of Change. You just don't see them because the the chain Shows gives you a one drop so you can like drop super low so any of the shooting armies can't just drop down and just rinse your bin chicken off the board and just be like out he goes. Because he's not <laughs> very survivable, right? Fourteen wounds on a four up save just isn't very tanky. And like especially for the points value, bloodthirsters are the same but like almost two hundred points cheaper. Yeah, um, in some cases.
2: Boring uh... though <laughs> <laughs> So what right. is he three hundred and eighty? Yeah, what do you think, Nate? Yeah, I guess that's slightly expensive. Yeah, he's uh, he's a hundred points more than a uh, shaman on an Arachnorok. Same wounds, same armor save.
0: So yeah, uh, one of the things he's obviously also a demon, so he's minus one to hit in melee, which is also useful.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd say he's probably better than the shaman on arachnarok. A better wizard and everything, mm. so yeah. But a uh, hundred points better, or is the shaman on Arachnorock even priced right? Who knows? Fuck knows.
0: But it's only three. It's only two eighty for uh, a shaman on Arachna rock Yeah, mm. a shaman on Arachna rock can fight as well, right? Uh, again, like a lot of change in taking in chain list lists all the time like is uh, i'm not crit- i'm not here sat being like oh no it's too expensive like it's really good it's really good i'd
2: and say their combat outputs about the same this guy okay. and the spider yeah, <laughs> yeah. okay well <laughs> <laughs> i'm afraid yeah
0: uh, the also important point to note is if you think about it in the army he sat behind a bunch of pink horrors that are just super nails to get through
3: yeah
0: um, <laughs> um but he is he is a huge portion of an army Uh, So, yeah, that's the Lord of Change. Uh, And then let's talk talk about an old, stupid chicken that knows loads of things in Kairos Fateweaver. Uh, What a babe. What a babe. 14 wounds with a 4-up save, and he can move 12 inches as well and can fight okay, Um, which is fine. But he's got a couple of... Oh, I didn't talk about the... Sorry, the War Scroll spell that you get for Lord of Change. Infernal Gateway. It's cast on a 7, and you roll 9 dice. And if he's not wounded, every 3-plus causes a mortal wound. It's really not bad, 18-inch range. It's not a bad War Scroll spell, ultimately. Like, you know, you'll take it, but it's 18-inch range, so it's in your hero phase. We've talked about the flamers being close. Like, if you've been chickens within, like, danger range of something that you want to do those mortal wounds to, like, then I think it's a bit of a worry. But it's nice. It's definitely a really nice spell. Really good War Scroll spell to have. Like, I think that's great. Um, Kairos, though. This guy. This guy. So Gyros is almost seen like, so Archeon's there like, all right, lads. And then Kairos is right next to him like, what up, brother? Ready to go. So normally in your host duplicitous uh, list, you generally will see Kairos and Archeon double up together for a couple of reasons. Having Um, a good day out. They're just, they're just best buds, James. They just really like each other. They're friends. They're like, oh, you're old, you know stuff. And he's like, I do know stuff. I wrote it down in this book that I weirdly carry on this stick. Do you remember that world we
1: used to live in? <laughs>
2: <laughs> that you buggered up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That we right, buggered so, up together. Yeah, of course. So
0: uh, the, uh, the the this this bin chicken. So he's got the same thing. When you cast a spell, it flips. You've got spell eater. Same thing, right? Uh, he also is a three cast wizard, and can unbind three spells so so good loads of casting available to kairos and he's got an amazing spell right it's cast on an eight right and you pick an enemy unit within 18 inches and then you go up and you go up and you look and see how many wounds it does and if he hasn't taken any wounds if he's unbracketed it's a flat six mortal wounds so fat bush normally you see this put through a spell portal and you just see this guy like absolutely punk a character or punk a unit or Or, most importantly, you see it done through a spell portal towards a unit that's like an archer unit. Because when you do kill something, you generate a chaos spawn. Steve the spawn. Every spawn is called Steve. It's Steve the spawn. Sorry, Steve the spawn. And it's really good. Because you can just. Because in my hero phase, James, let's pick your unit of. um, Oh, God. Gisales. Let's go for Gisales. Right, because like already, I'm going to kill loads of them, which is super nice. Yeah, like I'm going to kill them. Like, I might kill them all dead. Um, and if not, I put a chaos spawn next to them, and the chaos spawn maybe could do some attacks. But Gisels are never going to kill the chaos spawn. So in your next turn, you have to retreat them, which means they can't shoot. Right? Yep. Yeah. 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 Um, I'll I'll just I, I was <laughs> just
1: looking, just as you're talking as well. I'm just looking at his like war scroll, and just in that like magic bit where it's like you just know everyone's spell yeah,
0: yeah yeah oh yeah oh yeah tell us about that bit as well
1: uh so uh, he's a three cast wizard he has a good spell which i think is important but also just that so in addition while friendly wizards are wholly within 18 inches of him chorus fate with a any spells of those wizards war scrolls that are possible for him to cast nuts
0: it's it's really good um it's like, uh, it's super, super good. And one of the, the things about it is that you can then ally in wizards that you want spells from, which is why we've got Goat Watch. James, you'll be a big fan of Goat Watch. It's where you ally in a great Bray Shaman or not even a great Bray... Shaman. I mean, they're pretty... All the Bray Shamans are great. Just a Bray Shaman generally, yeah? Um, so you, you take a Bray Shaman and he's got a Devolve, which is a spell yep. that drags a unit across the board. Uh, so knowing that is super useful right? So yeah, Goat Boy does great work. It's, it's really useful, which is normally why you see that in the list as well. Oh, can I just say thanks to Codex Carly, who said uh, something that reminds me of how great the community is, is when I had the friendliest, most fun game playing against Rob with my nids at Hellstorm events so ages ago. Oh, thanks. I'd oh, <laughs> love to you. That was fun. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Codex Carly. He'd
1: slept that day. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: but yeah, Kairos knowing other people's spells is good, especially when they release more Chaos stuff. Because Kairos obviously can choose Destiny Dice. So if you've got a good ally, so let's pick Belakor, for example. Let's say new Belakor comes in at under 400 points, let's say, yeah? And has a dumb new spell, let's say. Something mental. Everyone dies, two plus. Let's go, yeah? (laughs) Kairos can cast that spell, which is cool. Um, And I can't over-hype how good the six Mortal wound spell is through a spell portal it's so good you've got like a big brick or something you're like they're gonna go and smash face later you're like cool six mortal wounds which is already pretty devastating and your next movement phase you're gonna have to retreat or you're gonna have to fight this dumb stupid steve the spawn who's obviously perfect <laughs> and flawless and all i this. also
1: like the fact that every time you talk about that spell you do the hand action
0: yeah <laughs> gift of change you just gift of change that goddamn spawn i love him uh <laughs> Now probably the most contentious issue. Yeah, insta kill fire slayer KO heroes. That's a good point. Insta kill oh. maybe some of Nathan's uh, heroes. Insta kill your warlock engineer James. Ah. Uh. Oh, damn it. <laughs> he was having a nice
1: day out.
0: <laughs> really good, right? Like it's super super good. Um now the gift now the, I'm yeah, going to the... just
1: put I'm going to have to say that I hate talking about each. Because every time we do it, I get tempted. And then every time we get to the bit where we're, we're like, this guy turns people into spawns, it's really fucking annoying. I'm like, I really want to buy this army. I really <laughs> want to just turn people into spawns. I really like the idea of playing a Fire Slayer army and be like, I don't know what any of your army does. It all looks the same. Point out a hero. Cool he's a spawn and then like just having like a box full of spawns and mm. then some will have little fire slayer Mohicans. I'll be like, he looks the same.
3: You can't tell
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Anyway, sorry, carry
3: on.
0: Uh, well, big shout out to Codex Carly. Hopefully we get to play Warhammer again sometime soon. That'd be great. Uh, so the other thing that we can't not talk about is the Oracle of Eternity. Uh, which is Kairos' special ability. Once per battle in either player's turn, if there's is on the battlefield, you can re- replace, replace, that's the important point, a single dice from one of the following dice rolls, which means it's not a modifier. That's a really important point because there's, there's some FAQ stuff, but you can replace a result as opposed to modify a result. Um, and so that wording is really specific. From one of the following dice rolls with a result of your choice, but this is either player's turn and you get to choose anyone. So this is you and your opponent, James. Like Nate, me or you. So you do a casting roll, I'm gonna like, I'm gonna replace one of your dice. You've like rolled a six, I'll turn it to a one. Unbinding rolls. You've unbound my spell I wanna stop, I'll turn that to a one. Now you've only got one of these once per battle. Yeah. Run rolls. You've run a sixty onto objective to win the game, now it's a one. Yeah? Yeah. Like charge rolls. You've got your you've got your god of death. Yeah. He's seven inches away. No problem. You've rolled a twelve. Yeah. Uh, oh, no, that won't work. Uh, you're eight inches away. <laughs> Beaten by Max. <maths. laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Fucking Max. <maths. laughs> uh, save rolls. Uh, like you've got that save that's going to stop that big damage. What um, uh, and battle shock tests, of course. Now it's really, really, really. I know that was that was dumb, but that's fine. <laughs> I am an idiot, so we're all okay with that. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so it's just really strong, like super, super strong. Um, and you get see it included in the Archeon build all the time, all the time, because you can change one of Archeon's sword rolls to a six, so that you can put something in the sword, which is good. But I guess like it's one of those key pieces that you've got a three cast wizard, but you've got the ability to change the whole shape of the game, one time, and actually, like that feels that feels that feels very very good. Stopping the Slayer of Kings is also a good one. That's yeah, hilarious. Yeah, (laughs) I've rolled two sixes. No.
1: I just like that. I just think like, you know, like narratively, he's an ass, isn't he? Like Kairos is an ass, really. If anyone ever played that untitled goose game where you're a goose that just goes around and causes chaos, that's Kairos. (laughs) Yeah. And I just think like that moment where someone's like, oh my God, I've rolled two sixes. I've played Archaeon for like five years. I've never done this. And you're like, no, you haven't. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I want from a game. That'd be great. Well, it, you can
0: you can see why though. With the inclusion, of, so Kairos is almost always in. Kairos is never in the hose version. Kairos is always in the Archeon version, and it's because like of there being some clutch dice rolls on such a big model. Uh, sometimes now you've already got nine dice that you can choose results for, so having a another dice that you can stop your opponent choosing or change a dice roll for your opponent is actually really important, I think, because it t- ties in. So you're like, I'm going to definitely do this and you're doing nothing. Yeah? Which is rough. Like, it's really good. And we normally... Like, so good. So, so good. And you can see why it's so competitive. Kairos, though, is the same amount of points as a lot of change. Am I right, James? Or is he bored?
1: Slightly more. He no. is a 20-point difference, so 400. 400 <laughs> points what do you
0: think? What do you think about this? This war I mean,
2: that's crazy that he's only that much. I mean, he's he is better than a Lord of Change, and unless they've they've got some seriously good artifacts or command traits, he's just better.
1: Um, yeah, he's more than twenty points better, isn't
2: he? Yeah, he's more much more than twenty points better. So, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, he's. He is a useful war scroll. Uh, I mean, just casting and unbinding three spells is good. With that, with the being able to flip the dice, that's really, yeah,
0: really strong. Sweet. Yeah, you're paying, you're paying 20 points for just so there really isn't a reason to take a Lord of Change that isn't Kairos outside of Changehost because Change Host gets you the one drop and you get the artifacts if you want on the Lord of Change. That's really really important. Beyond that, Kairos is, is is definitely the pick. Um uh, so yeah, he can't and he can't be the Lord of Change in a change host, uh, which yeah. is what I was talking about, which is why you oh, don't okay. see him. Right? It's why you don't yeah. see him in a change host. What
2: is the artifact that people is it is it a um, designated artifact that they have to take in change host?
0: No. So when you're in change host, no, there's not a dedicated artifact, but when you're in your um sub faction you do, have dedicated, yeah. you do have dedicated ones, and I'll, and I'll go through those now. So the Eternal Conflagration one, which is normally what you see Change Host in, although you see them in others, the Command Ability is um, uh, minus one to hit... Oh, wait, hold on. No, not the Command Ability. Sorry, the Command Trait is subtract yeah. one from hit rolls for attacks made by missile weapons that target friendly demon units wholly within 12. So you basically have minus oh. one to hit in melee and minus one to hit in shooting from the Command Trait. So having that on your Big Bird is so Great. good. Yeah. so Yeah, so good, right? Like, so good. And then the artifact is, roll a dice, each time you allocate a wound or a mortal wound inflicted by a melee weapon on the bearer, on a 3+, plus, the attacking unit suffers a mortal wound in return. It's not that good. Like, it's whatever. Uh, yeah. I'm just going to say that. Uh, so yeah, like, yeah, it's fine. Uh, but the, you get the rend. Now, if you go for um, uh, host duplicitous which so host duplicitous change host. Which James, this is where you're going to run uh, your big brick of twenty uh, pink horrors. Yeah. You excited about this? Yeah. You got you, you can reroll casting and unbinding rolls for friendly host duplicitous demon wizards, while they're within wholly within nine inches of this. So again. rerolling casting and unbinding. Incredible. Uh, and then you, the artifact is I'd want to save rolls for attacks that target the bearer. So you'll end up with a three plus save chicken which is which is great. Um, and then, uh, if you go for Hosar Khan, which you don't generally tend, so we're not going to talk about that yet. Uh, so, or Guild of Somers we're not going to talk about, and Cult of the Transit Form, we're not going to talk about. So, because they're all just, they I mean, obviously perfect, of course. Like they're,
2: they're, they're too they're perfect, perfect for this discussion. They're
0: too perfect for this conversation. Thanks, Nate. Uh So, yeah, the artifacts. There's a couple of other artifacts to talk about, actually, and a couple of spells, uh, just how that affect this army before we move in forward. Uh, The Demonic Power, uh, which is Aura of Mutability. Zinch Demon Heroes only. Add one to wound rolls for attacks made by friendly Zeench Demon units that are wholly within nine inches of the bearer. So if you're able to get a second artifact of power and get a Zeench Demon Hero, you can have plus one to wound. So those horrors that we talked about earlier. Could be hitting on fours, rerolling. Wounded on threes, uh, or the flamers can be hitting on twos, re rolling, wounding on twos.
1: Nice. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Such a good. Spend a a
1: command point, re roll them, wound rolls. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: (laughs) So, yeah. Like, crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy good artifact. That's called the aura of mutability, and you tend to see that a lot. Uh, All right. So, we're going to talk about. Oh, Fold Reality we talked about already, which is a 7. And there's some other good spells as well, like uh, Zinch's uh, Firestorm, which is really important. And also Infusion Arcana, we'll talk about in a moment as well, and Shield of Fate. we we'll talk about both of these now. Shield of Fate is cast on a 6. If successfully cast, you pick a friendly Zinch unit wholly within 18. And then uh, that unit gains one of the following effects based on the Destiny dice. So on a 1 to 3, you reroll save rolls of 1. So you get a Mystic Shield. On a 4 to 6, you can re-roll save rolls for attacks that target that unit. On a 7 to 9, you can roll a dice each time that unit is affected by a spell or end a spell. On a 4 plus, you get to ignore it. So if you've got 7 to 9 of your Destiny Dice left, you've got a 4 plus spell ignore, as well as a re-rolled, re-rollable save.
3: Jeez. That's uh. <laughs> good. That's
0: good. <laughs> and then Infusion Arcana, which is another spell we're going to talk about in a moment, so we'll talk about it now. Um, is cast on a 5. It success- if successfully cast, you add plus 1 to hit and wound rolls for attacks made by the caster until your next phase. So the caster. So the caster gets plus 1 to hit and plus 1 to whip.
2: Uh, uh, but the units can't take those spells, eh? So it's just the, the dudes. Yeah, just the dudes.
0: Okay. Just the dudes. Um, but we're going to talk about the dudes now, because this is the other build and we'll go talk about this war scroll now. right now that you play for Zinch, which is Archeon, the Everchosen. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, yeah. So 20 wounds with a 3-up save is already a good start. Um, and if we cast Shield of Fate, like we just talked about, we can end up on a 2-up save... Oh, sorry, a 3-up save re-rolling, ignoring spells on a 4. Mm-hmm. huh. Uh, and he also ignores spells on a 4. So you've got two chances. Uh-huh. Which is always important always really important um he, he also is a demon so he's minus one to hit which is super nice yeah uh we've got infusion arcanum which he could take as his own uh, his own war scroll spell so that's going to give you plus one to hit and plus one to wound which means the slayer of kings is going to be hitting on ones so even if you are minus one to hit he's still hitting you on twos uh monstrous cores are also hitting you on twos lashing tails are hitting you on threes as opposed to twos now um and then your three heads are hitting on twos So your whole unit is hitting on twos, basically. Uh, And then uh, they're all three pluses to wound, so it changes it all from twos and threes to twos and twos across the board for Archeon. So it becomes super reliable. Uh, Four attacks based from the Sarah Kings, which is twos and twos, rend two, three damage. Two attacks uh, from the Monstrous Claws, which is twos, and it would be twos, minus two D6 damage. Yeah? Um, uh, And then... Lashing Tails, 2d6 attacks, hitting on 4s, but it would be hitting on 3s with Infusion Arcanum. Wounding on 2s, no Rend and 1 damage. And then the 3 heads start out at 6 attacks, hitting on 3s, but then it could be 2s. Wounding on 3s, but it will be 2s. Rend 1 doing 2 damage. So just a ton of attacks, right? And that Infusion Arcanum, unbelievable. Unbelievable. And then he's got all the other stuff that he's got as well. He's got his command abilities. If he dies, he's a two-cast wizard, so he's doing that. He's minus one to hit. You can do Geminids, um, and then we need to talk about... like There's loads of good stuff on him, Like almost too much to talk about. We've talked to, uh, on the show before, but that's the build that you see on him, and that's the reason you see. The Infusion Arcanum spell is so good, so, so useful, um, and he just becomes this like beat stick. Also, he moves 14 inches, and then you can guarantee a 12-inch charge.
1: Yeah, yeah, which is terrifying.
0: He's like a marauder! <laughs> he is like a marauder. <laughs> he's, if anything, he's like the king of the marauders. The, uh, the other couple of things to talk about in the Zeench build and why the Zeench build is so good is because of um, a couple of things. Specifically, the Host's Arcanum, um, which is a sub-faction. It's got a couple of things in it. So this is the sub-faction that you take if you run in uh, Archeon. And this has got once per turn in the first and third battle round, you get to unbind a spell, which is quite useful if Archeon's close. Um, You've also got a command ability, uh, which does some stuff for Skysharks. But the important part is... uh, Oh, wait. Am I talking about host Arcana? Yeah. Uh, Where's my pre-game move? Oh, there it is. Spell Hunters, the command trait. So on your general, the command trait, after armies have been set up before the first battle round, D3-friendly host Arcana units that can fly can move up to six inches so Archeon because he's got the fly keyword can move six inches pre-game so now he goes so now his base move in fact is 20 inches turn one with a 12 inch automatic charge if you get those destiny dice which gets you a 32 inch threat range which is very far (laughs) 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 which is very far um so And then there's one more bit to add to this combo that needs to be talked about, and that is the agendas that you pick. So when you're playing as Zeench, you pick agendas at the start of your hero phase to try to achieve, and then you get different results depending on them. The most important one is completing a 9-inch charge. If you complete a 9-inch charge, you get plus one attack on all your melee weapons for the rest of the game, which is pretty good, because then Archeon has plus one attack on all those weapons, which is just crazy. So yeah. And uh, James, how many points are Kiel? Uh
1: he's eight hundred now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he's expensive.
0: So he is. And then you take Kairos with him as well. So that's twelve hundred points.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Which is a lot of points. And we did see, so interesting, like round five of the TTS coverage we did at the weekend, we saw we saw the change host which is why it's so fun to do the show today, is we saw change host uh Zinch play up against Hosar Karnam Zinch, and Hosar Karnam Zinch lost. Steve, Stephen follows uh, threw his it forward, and the flame just burnt him to death. Uh, but it did take two turns to burn him to death. Um, but it is really strong. Have you got any, Nathan? You got any thoughts about all of this generally?
2: I mean, yeah, he's 800 points is a lot, but then he 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 wins games, doesn't he? And he, uh yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's just an interesting way of playing the game, uh, and that that's where somebody like Bellicol can step up with his thing and just say, "You, you just chill out for a turn or two See? turns, yeah." Uh, and then, so uh, it's not the way I I play the game very often. I think uh, I don't like putting all my eggs in one basket, and he's definitely a case of putting. Maybe not all of your eggs, but a huge chunk of your eggs into one yeah, basket mo- most of them but he's a very reliable basket of eggs, isn't he <laughs> <laughs> if
1: if you're going to have a reliable basket of eggs, he's it
2: yeah, he does he's pretty scary, um, yeah, yeah, he's proper god level at that at that uh thing, but there you go, you're paying the points for it though
0: you are you are absolutely paying the points for it. But, like, it it does the job. And you can see why those lists are taken together. Like, I think that's the thing to remember now, is to understand that when you're looking at that Archeon who's 24 inches away, he's actually going to be 4 inches away and then can have a guaranteed 12-inch charge if he's got the Destiny dice available. That's pretty wild, like, being aware of that. Like, being aware that, like, that that unit of only 12 wound flamers is going to burn to death all 60 grots in a go is nuts. Like And something to be super conscious of. Like, But also knowing it's a fairly limited range. So if you were trying to stop it, then you want to try and drag them out of their protective bubble. Because normally you see the change host list play as a very concentrated castle. And what you normally see from the Archeon list is you see it play as an aggressive throw it in your face, can you deal with this? Because you you've got two spell ignores potentially um, you've got you've got loads of good stuff in, in, in a Zinch Archeon, as well as Zinch Dice to just stop debuffs. Just be like, I'm going to stop you from debuffing me. Um, and then also if you ever get a Geminids off, you could just have that 20.3 wound hero have be minus two to hit. Yeah. <laughs> Which is so, just really good. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, James, what are your thoughts like talking about this?
1: I just want to, like, realistically I either want to play it or I want to turn people into spawn. That's all I can think about, is how much... Like, probably... Probably not tonight. Probably at some point tomorrow, I will sit and look at what a list looks like if I just want to turn people into spawn. It's, it's the
0: future. It's the only thing. It's the only thing you need, Steve, to spawn. Uh, like, so, if you guys found this helpful as like a refresher, but also like a kind yeah. of look at... Uh, uh, like what's getting being played it's one of the things i I think we we if there's no books coming out i'd like to do every week and i've just i I, I, like kind of just launched this on the guys today so they weren't really prepared but for next week those the guys can kind of read up and they can have their own sort of thoughts on it but i thought that i I think it's i think it's uh really valuable for us to kind of go through as a community and just be like okay the book's been out a year this is what gets played this is how it gets played like Mm. you know this is how you turn
1: people into spawn exactly
0: yeah yeah what can we do and and how can you stop it have you You got any thoughts about like stopping it or do you feel comfortable playing against it with most of your armies
2: yeah i mean so uh, realistically we're saying that there's two main builds are there the Archeon list and then the change host list with the flamers and the the thing and then Archeon is backed up by just blobs of horrors i assume
0: so, so, so yeah. if we look at Stephen follows this as a as a as an example. If we were doing a cookie yeah. cutter, uh, we ended up with uh, Kairos in the list, uh, Chaos Sorcerer Lord because obviously he's got demonic power, which is uh, rerolls to hit into wound. So it's mm-hmm. twos and twos rerolling to hit to wound. <laughs> it's pretty incredible. <laughs> uh, also, Oracular uh, uh, Vision. So you've got a rerollable save available in Archeon as well, uh, if you wanted to, which is which isn't Shield of Fate. So that's different. So that just means you've got that full rerollable save. Uh, then uh, two units of Pink Horrors, I think it was. Uh, it might have been a unit of Pink Horrors, but it might be been two. Uh, and then a great Brace Shaman for Devolve is what we saw for the Archeon list. They generally tend to move around. Devolve is so good dragging a unit out of position because really getting Archeon to where your opponent doesn't want them to be is the key yeah. play. So having having Devolve, which is the Brace Shaman ally, brought in so that Kairos knows the spell and can just do it is amazing. Right? Um, Yeah, like really, really useful. So that's generally what that list looks like. And Mm. then the hose list normally, uh, an Exalted Flamer, sometimes two, two units of six, four units of three Flamers, whatever it might be, a couple of units of Pink Horrors, and some Brims to fill out the battalion. And then either it's a one drop, or it's got the Fate Master in and it's a two drop.
2: Yeah. And so what is um, what is Archeon scared of in that? in that list what kills Archeon or does he not die everybody just kills everything else around him
0: (laughs) (laughs) well uh, (laughs) I mean killing everything around him is like a positive step but it's really Mm. hard to ignore because
2: um oh he's super mobile isn't he yeah and uh yeah wherever he goes he has a bit of an impact you could say
0: yeah of course yeah it's like it's yeah, sharks. We've seen sharks kill him. Ten sharks doing shooting attacks into him has killed him. One of the main things you can do...
2: Really? <laughs>
0: yeah. One of the main things to do with against the Archeon build is what happens is 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 it's, he, he buffs him up like a missile. So all of your buff pieces are at the back of the board and then you throw it forward and then it's just like, cool. If you can wait a turn or give the turn away to the Archeon player and you're in a safe position, all of his buffs will fall off so and the yeah. big most important one is that rerollable save. So as soon as you as soon as you can get that off of Archeon, then then is, is much easier to deal with. Otherwise, it's a three-up rerollable save, which is just that's not fun <laughs> to try and chew through. Uh, ultimately, mm-hmm. uh, he's also got My Will Be Done, which is like um, and also the other thing to affect the Zinch army Army's command points. They generally like looking to spend those command points on uh, either the Magister or an Archeon himself, I guess. Um, but what kills him? That's the great question. I like. It, hopefully, people listening to this show are like, oh, "I really thought my two Caribbuses would kill him, but I've run the math, and it
1: <laughs> seems." Uh, <laughs> great model, though.
0: <laughs> Perfect, like all models. Uh, <laughs> no, uh,
1: all games workshop models. All games workshop, not others. Models. Mantic. Whoa! What? <laughs>
0: uh, yeah. So, and and Nathan, the answer is what kills him? Not tons. Corn archaeons, <laughs> there's one. But the the, the major issue, is, not major issue. This is like this isn't like you will win every tournament ever. But this is a very well, these are two lists that are doing really well at tournaments at the minute. Like they're strong. You would see them uh, in teams events. You would see them in loads of different. They're, they're strong lists, uh, which yeah. is why we're talking about them.
3: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, Forty yeah. skinks will also kill him.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but
1: will also kill everything. Yeah, I yeah
0: that's, it's a non combo, isn't it really about that? Uh, so yeah. Um, and then the, the, the Chain Shows list is if you can flood them enough or if you can get to the Flamers, then you're in a good spot.